All right, time circuit's on. What do you mean, time circuit's on? Doc, we're not going back now. Yep. Doc, what about Jennifer? What about Einstein? We can't just leave him here. Don't worry, Marty. Assuming we succeed in our mission, this alternate 1985 will be changed back into the real 1985, instantaneously transforming around Jennifer and Einie. Jennifer and Einie will be fine. And they will have absolutely no memory of this horrible place. Doc, what if we don't succeed? We must succeed. We don't even need a reason. Get her fucking done. Get her done, dude. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. I feel like we've been here before. Oh, uh, <laughs> we might have. <laughs> oh, no, that was the other pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that on our martial arts pod. You weren't there when we... Uh, I can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant uh, you, were, laugh. you were there when we screwed the... Uh, uh, actually, it was the power outage that screwed us up. Yeah. That one day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I do blame you. I wasn't, I wasn't there for that one either. <laughs> so yes, so we are back. It is Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day. <laughs> it is. It is Groundhog's Day. I don't know if that little fucker has seen his shadow yet, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my they're guess getting, is they're he, getting pounded up. My guess is he, yeah, there's going to be more winter. I can guarantee that. I don't need to hear a groundhog <laughs> to tell you that uh, news because they are getting pounded up north. Man. Yeah. I'm working with a guy out of New Jersey right now, like North Bergen area, I guess, and uh, yeah. Negative thirteen is what the what the weather was the other day, and it's brutal. Yeah, I told my girl, I said at least all the houses are like nice and cozy and hot and everything. But if you gotta drive anywhere on the road or on the highway, ugh, God, going from place brutal, to place man. obviously is the worst part of it. But yeah, I just don't leave I, the house. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> you know what? I I really like the winters in Florida. Oh yeah. Well, I don't. Sometimes. <laughs> I do. When they get below 40, I do not like them no, because my wife like has me cover all the plants in well, the yard. That's yeah. your like problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I was a YP, not an MP. <laughs> well, you know, being from Florida like, and not being from up north, yeah. where it's, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to y'all. It's fucking cold up there, mm-hmm. you know? You get a type of cold you wouldn't though. even understand until you were there. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, Everyone up there knows. But everybody knows that you grew yeah. up in it. Yeah. But Your um, nose freezes almost off and you're... Yeah. You don't do that again. But like, <laughs> you know, here and not living in a colder environment, yeah, you know, dude, when it drops down to like 29, oh my God, it's so fucking but cold. <laughs> here's the thing. I can tolerate the heat here. Mm-hmm. I can. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've lived here for a while. So it's... A lot of people can't though. I don't have north, AC. I haven't had AC in my truck for years. Yeah. Oh, wow. I went a couple of years without it. It's so, not fun. <laughs> this is interesting. So like, because I lived in Arizona too and it's people... It's dry heat. It's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> it's like and, the kind that makes things spontaneously <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So people always ask me like, well, what's the difference, you know? So humidity. W- the humidity, yeah. but the thing is, is <laughs> go like, to your local gym, walk into <laughs> yeah, the steam room, yeah, and right? then go walk into the, the hot rock room, and yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, is like, so if you're in Arizona and it's 115 degrees and you're driving down the road yeah, at 45 like, miles an hour, Arizona? yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, it feels as like somebody has a, a hair dryer just blowing it in your face. Yeah, Whereas awesome. if you're in Florida and it's 98 degrees, you know, with 100% humidity, you can put the window down and do 40 and it'll cool you off until you stop, you know? So in Arizona, there it's just unforgiving. There is no escaping it. It's You're not drenched, awful. but you're uncomfortable. Yeah. I spent a week in, I don't know where this falls on the latitude of where you were in Arizona, but this in New Mexico, 
mm-hmm. Las Cruces, so like the bottom. Like we went to El Paso. Yeah. In a less than an hour and a half. We went to Mexico in less than an hour. Oh wow! So it must be pretty far down there. But that was the heat was. Awful. But they had mountains. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about some time travel here, man. Hell yeah! This is when you you know you've got a movie to watch and you have to pay attention because these are some pay attention type movies. You know that's the that's the downside about watching a time travel movie. It's almost like watching a subtitled movie. You're yeah, like, oh, God, I can't do other shit while I'm watching this. I right. said, or I'm gonna get completely lost. Because seriously, there's yeah. you know there's a point in the movie where if you miss two minutes. The rest of the movie, oh, yeah. you're like, wait, what just happened? We don't understand what's going on, yeah. you know? Like, and some time travel movies are really complicated, and some are pretty simple. Yeah. The, the rules are like, this is what's happening. Yeah. You get it. I right. got. I have probably two of each, or three of one and two of the other, those types. I have a super easy one, and then I have, yeah, I have a complicated as L one. So... What are like the established all around ground rules for time travel? I know each I movie kind of does their own it's, thing. It's, I think it's pretty liberal. I, yeah, it's pretty I, liberal. People uh, use, I mean, people. It's either portals, devices. Yeah. Some people believe that uh, wormholes is wormholes. One, you know, uh, well, I mean, like so the, that brings a lot of the space ones into context. So, like back. seeing yourself and stuff like that. Yeah, well, like, that's different. That's what changes because some people really believe you can't come in contact with yourself. Right. Some people don't even want you to see yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's, do you ever see that Simpsons when Homer kept going back? But he <laughs> yeah, kept yeah, stick, yeah. Stepping on the yep. on the lizard. That Dude, was a funny. <laughs> so that movie didn't make my list because it was a made for TV movie. But oh, was that, that was, a made for TV movie? Well, they're on the board. There was you there was one those. called um, Sound of Thunder. Yeah, it was a Ray Bradbury. As long as it's a movie, that, if it's a movie, it, there, yeah. it can be from. TV. Oh, well, as long as it's a, not a miniseries, it didn't make the list. Yeah. But I really that thing where he goes back and keeps stepping on the lizard is a take on Ray Bradbury's oh, short story, A Sound okay. of Thunder. Yeah, uh, and oh, it's one of my favorite stories. So yeah, there are rules, but they people you can make up your own and nobody will question it as long as yeah, you, as long as, as, long as, as you establish say it. this is how it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you establish it, it's cool. And yeah, these are all some really, really great ones. I'm a sucker for a good time travel movie. It's it's getting difficult for people to do something you haven't seen either, but some people are able to do it. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a couple on yours that I really enjoyed. That's oh, yeah. How they kind of uh, explored it. So, so we're going to do our best not to certainly spoil the endings. Ooh, I mean, really? you got to spoil a good amount uh, throughout, <laughs> but the endings, there's no reason we have to spoil the ending uh, for any of these. Uh, but a lot of what's fun is that middle area anyways in all these films Mm -hmm. of once it's been established those key moments that just make your jaw drop there's a movie in here that i i hadn't seen it in like 10 years and i just rewatched it with my wife and uh uh we're both like jaw dropping like holy shit i couldn't believe that happened and Mm -hmm. that type of stuff which is always exciting when you got a good time travel if you do it well there's a lot of people that don't uh or screw up different moments from it which would have been cool but why don't we start right off there, man? All right. Um, so for the first one, it's actually the last in a series of time travel movies. And I think that they did the best time travel job, like most concerning in uh, Terminator Genesis. Yeah, that's the one I was referring to, which I thought they they were clever enough with that one. Because, yeah, like you said, there was time travel in the other ones, but it was pretty simple. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's back here. in time. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> shit got real bad in the future, so I'm come back here to yeah, pretend right. that was yeah. war. And that was, yeah. I've come and back then here it, to and the whole focus is to change our current 
present yeah. so yeah. that the future is better, you know? And I'm hot and cold on a lot of, like, I love the first two Terminators. I thought the Terminator 3 sucked. Yeah, I did like awful. Salvation. Yeah. I thought Salvation was good. And uh, I waited a little while to see Terminator Genesis, but when I did, I was like, damn, this is good. And, yeah. it, and what was good about it was what they did with the time travel. Yeah, yeah. What they did with Arnold, to be Absol- more specific. Yeah, absolutely. Really clever. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, so it starts off, like, in the future, um, and uh, John, far? like, basically beyond yeah, Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah Jason you know, Clark plays uh, John Jason Connor. Clark plays John Connor. Amelia uh, uh, Clark. Amelia Clark, who's uh, Khaleesi. Okay, from, I didn't uh, see this from thing. Game of Thrones. She's got dark hair in this movie. Yeah, but I didn't see this. Arnold thing. plays the Terminator. In Arnold, plays just the just in case you were curious. Yeah, you were going to spoil anything. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. a spoil right there. Yeah. <laughs> and and I love his role, uh, J.K. Simmons' yeah. role in there. Um, cause he's he, good in everything. He's good in everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, like, <laughs> at one point, you know, they kind of, they go back to the original Terminator, mm-hmm. and they redo those scenes where... Um, uh, what is it, Jake, Jay Con, uh, Courtney, what is his name? Yeah, Jay Courtney or Jai Courtney, I don't know which one it is. The guy who plays Reese. Um, uh, Michael Bean. I don't know, well, I've, you can check In the original? In. No, right there. Oh. Um, yeah, so they go back and they do the first scene from the first Terminator where he goes back and he's like in the department store. Yeah, I don't store. know that guy. He's in, uh, I've never seen him before other than this. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he goes back and he's like, you know, in the alleyway, the bum is there. Like, they, Why didn't they just use the original footage? Well, because they had new actors, and oh, and the other thing yeah. is, is this is an alternate past. Oh, like, an alternate so past. Okay. this is already going on, and like they're thrown into it to the point where you know where uh, Arnold's walking up naked to those guys, and yeah. he's like, "Your clothes, give them to me." He's like, "Oh, it must be laundry Bill day." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that scene gets replayed, and they CGI Arnold to look super young, um, and like Arnold present Arnold, you know, the other one who you find out went back in time at another point, shoots the original Terminator with a fucking, like, giant sniper rifle, like, enough that it takes out a Terminator, you know? Um, And I just love how they do that, and they Mm. go back to it. Um, So, in the future... John Connor knows that he has to send Reese back. So, they're getting ready to do that, and right as they send him back, like, a Terminator had gotten into their grips and like gets a hold of John Connor so Reese doesn't know what's going on you know um and so when he comes back he ends up being rescued by Sarah Connor rather than Sarah Connor being who he's looking for mm. so um it's complicated man it you is know? Complicated. yeah it's, it's really well complicated done, but like the way they do it yeah, is just not incredible. it's not that confusing when they uh, when they go through it there's there's an element that I where I really loved because Basically, the the Terminator is like almost a father figure to Sarah Connor. He's right. raised her. Yeah, you know, since a little kid, she he she he like overshot, I guess, and he just went back too far. So no, what it was. so what they did was they uh, Skynet decided to send a Terminator even even further yeah, back, so right. that she was a kid, yeah. and they sent the Terminator to go kill her while she's in the boat with her dad. Right. You know, um, and. It kills her dad, and right before it kills her, Arnold shows up and fucks it up, you know? Yeah. And, and so then they he's change, with her from that point. Right, so they change the uh, the timeline, yeah. you know, but Reese doesn't realize that that's happened yet, you that's know? Right. And like, oh, dude, it's so good. And it, it, it's a moment already. There's a know, moment right? in it where... <laughs> I have it. I'll let you borrow it. It's really good. Yeah, there's <laughs> a moment where... Uh, 
Reese and Sarah have to go forward yeah. in time, and Arnold has to stay behind. Right. And he ha- just has to wait there. And it's like 20 years or something yes, like that. 30 years in the future. To catch up to him. And, I mean, he's a robot, so it's why not? But it's literally in the next scene, it's him. You know he's been waiting 20 years for this moment yeah. to happen for him to show up and to actually participate yeah. again. It's and he's very, late. Yeah. And, and he's it's, late. It's really cool, man. It's, yeah. it's done super, super well. Yeah. And I loved all the actors in it. And that's one of those series that's hard to make everyone happy, you know, mm. because the, the bar was set super high with number two. Oh, yeah. Number two was uh, clearly the best of the franchise two and this one are yeah. my favorite i mean one is just i mean everybody loves i like one, i like this two one was my favorite yeah. yeah yeah no i think most people like two i like one second probably but then this one yeah and then terminator salvation which a lot of people shit on that one too a lot of people don't like it i like that a lot of people one. thought it was, it was good. too slow i loved seeing christian bale just be nuts especially when yeah. he knew he was nuts in the making of it yeah too. i know right and uh the guy from avatar was great in it mm-hmm. uh, so th- these all dealt with some some sort of time travel element in it and uh i think they did a good job with it yeah yeah what you got i got another one that's really you got a time travel movie i got another <laughs> time movie. this one's complicated too i don't know if i'm gonna go into as detailed <laughs> this one's called 12 monkeys ah oh, shit. that's a good it's one. a series now too on is sci-fi. it is yeah. it yeah it's like i mean it's a great it? oh it's a great idea concept. and there's even questions that i have even after having seen it again, I still have uh, questions. Great Terry Gilliam. Yeah, uh, Maria's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why I hated that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny. I wonder if there's occasions like that where people don't like directors yeah. and then watch a movie and I'm like, I don't know why I didn't like it. Oh, yeah. I know why. Yeah, right. I know why. Because yeah, a lot of those, the similar elements to all his movies come together in his films, clearly, like most people do. But Like if I had just seen the one scene that had him being questioned by the scientists yeah. and briefed on what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. If I had just seen that clip and not been told who the director was, I probably would that, that one was a... Yeah, I would have guessed Terry Gilliam. That's probably a good... Uh, yeah, that's probably the one scene... He, they had the like does. clear like sheet jackets on and then they had that weird thing. The that ball was that was coming through. Yeah. Right, yeah. I was like, this is Terry Gilliam. <laughs> so this we got Bruce Willis, Madeline Stowe, Brad yep. Pitt, Christopher Plummer, David Morse... It's got a ton of people in uh, it. A lot of good people in this movie. And this was like 99 or something like that, this movie came out. Hmm. 98, 99, something like that. Yeah, so why don't you I'll tell say us... earlier than that. Basically, the world has had... 95. 95. Had had something happen to it um, with germs. Yeah, similar the, to like The Stand or something, and it wiped everybody out. And basically. it wiped out everything but like 1% of the population. Yeah, and those people live underground. Yeah, they had to go underground, and... But there were still animals up on the yeah, surface. Yeah, it wasn't hurting the animals. But it was just the people. So right. basically they were trying to figure out why. Yeah. And apparently they they didn't even... Did they go into how they learned to travel or they just had it? They just had it. Yeah, they yeah, just okay. had Because some places like, you're going to... This is... This, right. We've got it already. We yeah, have to yeah. tell you why. And this is definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> and so th- I think they sent... Bruce Willis was in a prisoner. Yeah, well, that's what that's one of my favorite elements of this is the fact that they've just got prisoners who they just use as guinea pigs to go yeah. up to the so surface. Are they prisoners, or are they, prisoners. is, that, is that society at that no, time? No, I kind of gather that those specific 
that group right there is, is prisoners, prisoners. Uh-huh. and it makes sense that that's who they would use anyways sure, yeah, to do absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, but they they also comes with a lot of accolades. Like they they really liked the keen eye that Bruce Willis had and what he yeah. was, what he was doing yeah, he to get stuff back, stuff. and he remembered stuff. So yeah. they obviously elected him for people something were having, better. People were having emotional problems in this new world. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a pleasant new world. It was not. <laughs> Even the world they went back to wasn't all that pleasant. No. Either, to be honest <clears> with you. So they. They call him in and they have that scene I was talking about yeah. that, that they, they say, you know, they want him to volunteer, but it was kind of like, <laughs> it wasn't really a volunteering situation. But it's that one when everyone, someone step forward if you want to volunteer and everyone else steps back. Yeah. <laughs> You're up, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to send him back to like 1990. They want to find out where the infection the genesis of the yeah. infection, and they yeah. had a couple clues. Like they, they had, they clues. knew the army of the twelve monkeys was some sort of group. Yeah, that may or may not have released the virus. Right. So yeah. that's that's what he had to go on. And back, really. basically, he was just supposed to do a fact finding yeah. mission. I don't even think he had a. But he did know a lot of facts that he was able to throw at the local cops and the, and the doctors who were like, "I'm from this time. I'm this yeah. is what happens. This is yeah." Uh, yeah, because remember there was that kid that had gone missing, and mm-hmm. he knew that the kid was hiding in a barn, yeah. and that they were going to find him in a couple of days. Oh, yeah, and uh, that was later on too. That's when that he finally on. got mad. That's how he to trust her. Yeah. 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 yeah, but they thought he was crazy at first, so <laughs> they threw him into the best scene in the whole movie. In really. the, oh my god, this is. It, this is everybody's favorite scene. It is. It's like 10 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it's so they bring Bruce Willis in. This they have him evaluated. Also- he tries to pitch his story to everybody. Right. Obviously, they don't believe him. Yeah. They throw him in there to this mental ward, and it's one of those ones where everybody is walking. Like, yeah. They're running the asylum. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that's just in movies. But yeah, that's just in movies. <laughs> I hope so. I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. This, I guarantee you they're Thorazined up a little more than yeah, oh, I'm sure. bouncing off walls. Yeah. But um, they the, the orderly comes in, and he's like, Jeffrey! <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt yeah. played brilliantly. This is when he yeah. took his, his turn, man. When he did this and he did uh, True Romance, that was like the two roles you had never seen. Brad, you were used to Brad Pitt in uh, with Legends of the Fall and right, River yeah. Runs Through yeah, and that yeah. type of stuff. Clean Billy, cut, good, clean cut movies. But and this is where he kind of broke different. I, I guess this I'd say pre Fight Club. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. This was like Maybe Fight Club was ten like, years. Yeah. Not t- quite None 10 years, but 2006. at least 2002, yeah. I think. Really? I didn't realize yeah. that. Maybe not. So, yeah, he, he runs, into Brad, he runs into Brad Pitt, and that's when the uh, almost the Robin Williams show started. They, oh. yeah. they so must good. have had him put a contact that made one of his pupils look weird. Yeah. Mm. Like I saw him making it a out. where he was uh, testing different things and talking to doctors that were around, like, schizophrenics and uh-huh. people uh-huh. that have different problems. Mm-hmm. And he would develop these twitches and everything to the point where you thought this, he, he was yeah. really doing it. You I know, mean. what I appreciated he did was he would start talking. It would seem like it was making sense. He would get more agitated, get more agitated, yell at right. they yell at him. Yeah. And go, Calm oh, down, yeah. Jeffrey, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. he'd start it again. And right. it was literally that cycle for, yeah. like, until he... Till he gave the guy, gave Bruce Willis the key. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey. Yeah. Monkey. Get out of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he was uh, great. He was so good. When he was that scene where they're in the beds together and he's talking to him about germs. Yeah. And uh, man, it's so great how he's breaking down why it's a bullshit thing. And then he starts jumping on the uh, cots and pulls his pants down and shows his ass. And mm-hmm. they've got to get him out of there. But 
it, it's those time jumps in this movie because at, at any point back. they could pull them back. Right. Yeah. You, know, and and you never know when it's going to happen. Yeah, and they did yeah. it every once in a while so they could get like a report mm. and everything. They yeah. said, remember they sent them to World War One by accident. Yep. Yeah, that's one right. Time. And wasn't there, there was like somebody took a picture. He got yeah, shot in somebody the leg. took a picture. Yeah, someone no. also did take a picture. His, because uh, his he had another guy that was looking for him too. Yeah, Jose. That, Jose, that was his that were, his like bunk mate. The other yeah. beginning. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And, and we he even saw up, him at the end. He came up at the end. Yeah. I won't ruin the end. Yeah, we won't ruin the ending, but man, that last 20 minutes at the airport was so exciting. Oh, yeah. Remind me a little bit of Carlito's way. Yeah, I agree with that. Carlito's way had that same type of tension build up that was really running, trying to catch a train to get to an airport. I saw Carlito's way three times in the theater, and every time I'm just sitting there waiting. You didn't see it. I'm just sitting there waiting until they get to the boat scene, because from that boat scene with Sean Penn all the way to the ending is like this roller coaster ride. And that's kind of how 12 Monkeys was. That last 10 minutes was a roller coaster. They show John Leguizamo. If you're paying attention, you see him way before they show the reveal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, when he's running next. But you would have never noticed that the first time you saw it. it. He was the last person you were thinking of. Yeah. And similar to this movie with, like, the David Morse character that we had seen several times with uh, Christopher Plummer. I love the Christopher plumber where his son kidnapped him and they're just like shouting like apes with his yeah got his thing jeffrey i hear you jeffrey yeah <laughs> it, it's a complex movie for sure but it was it was very well done i like i, I don't know so much so it brought this a series in too, so, so it yeah this isn't ruining it but did when he went back and talked to jeffrey the second time when he was at the party yeah yeah he almost alluded to that he wouldn't have had any idea what he would done until he talked to Bruce Willis the yeah. first time. Yeah, right. well, that's what Bruce Willis does. That's yeah. when it does that mind fuck where, yeah. like, holy shit, I put this in, I head put in the this first idea. place. Yep. Yeah. You know, the so. world might have ended because of something I did, yeah. which has got to be a, when you're a time it's traveler, a it's got to be like, and that's why Doc Brown was always concerned about shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't or, do this, don't do that. Right. I said, you have no idea the fracturing that could happen yep. and everything. Absolutely. Uh, there's just, another just, one of your just, movies here, which uh, which we'll talk about when we get there, which really goes into the different realities that there there is like a countless amount of different right. realities yeah. Yeah. that you could kind of switch to at any uh, time period. And that's just fun, man. I think yeah. there's some exciting stuff there. All right, 12 Monkeys. So my next one, and this is a movie that basically no one's heard of but me. Uh, and uh, if you watched HBO or if I worked at a video store, and uh, I think that was one of the re- uh, reasons I got a hold of it. You've seen a lot of... Uh, really yeah, just a lot of rare stuff obscure. because after a while working at the video store, I brought stuff home every night and then I would bring random things I heard about. And this was one I think that I heard about like when it was on, it was probably even on demand that when they, you know, you switch that one channel, it did nothing back in the day, but play trailers for movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so great. And this was 1991's Late for Dinner. And I would not be surprised if uh, you ask 100 people and I, 99 I do people think don't know I have seen it. Um, Probably because of me, though. The Probably name, yeah. the name is the only thing that sounds familiar yeah. to me, but I, I that's all that I know about. It's this a very movie. interesting concept, and in a time travel kind of uh, uh, pod, this is the one that's uh, very different. Well, Dave's got one that's very different too, but this uh, I think each of us have one on our list that doesn't follow the normal mm-hmm. time travel thing. And what was going on late for dinner is. It's like 1959, maybe, mm. and you've got Peter Berg, who a lot of people know Peter Berg from uh, Shocker. He was a director. He's a famous director now, and he directed The Kingdom, and he directed uh, a whole bunch of different stuff, but oh, as an in, actor... He was in uh, Copland. Uh, Copland. He was great in Copland. He was Annabella Shewer's Sorry, asshole. Copland. Like, uh, 
uh, husband, but he was in Shocker. Remember, he was the kid in Shocker that was fighting uh, Pinkerton. Yeah, the whole I think time. so. Yeah. Uh, so he had done a lot of stuff when he was younger. I think he was in PCU too. I can't remember. Uh, but he went on to be a great director. But in this movie, he was fabulous, and it kind of followed him and his uh, brother-in-law. And I can't remember that actor's name. He's really good in it. He's basically dealing with uh, him and his brother-in-law through the whole movie. And Peter Berg's sister is married to uh, his friend there. Uh, that's how they are Who connected. Who is the girl? And that's uh, Marsha Gay Harden Marcia from Gay. Uh, The Mist and uh, Mystic River and stuff. She's so great. But uh, what's going on is they have an asshole kind of real estate guy that's trying to muscle them out of their land. And that uh. asshole is played by, brilliantly by Peter Gallagher. And they go to talk to him, and uh, he's not budging and everything. And... Peter Berg is he's very sweet and kind of simple and uh, not too bright, and you can tell that he's he might be like ten year acting ten years younger than he really is, uh, but he's a really nice guy and he's he's constantly doing these weird quirky things and you could tell that he has a kidney problem so he's constantly taking these pills. When he goes and meets with the guy, it doesn't go well. But Peter Berg, while the adults are talking, basically even though they're the same age, <laughs> is playing with the uh, Peter Berg's little kid who's like three or four, and. Uh, they get angry, they take off, and they don't realize the little kid's in the back seat. So uh, the guy has to call Peter Gallagher and says, hey, I got your kid. He accidentally stayed in my car. I'm going to go. Let's meet up, and uh, I'll, I'll give him back to you. So they meet up, and Peter uh, uh, Gallagher pulls out a gun and shoots him in the stomach, thinks he kidnapped his kid. Oh, fuck. And then uh, uh, Peter Berg beat the hell out of the guy in the uh, head with like a rock and then like left him and then they start driving they were like we're gonna get in trouble we killed that guy we gotta get the fuck out of here and peter uh berg has got to drive and he's never drove before and he gets in an accident in the rain oh uh, right in front of this one building and this guy comes out and helps him and it just happens to be that this guy is like the head of a cryogenics kind of facility uh-huh. and <clears throat> he's worried that he uh and he really kind of uh tricks these guys into doing it. They were like, your, your brother's going to go to jail. Your kidney's about to fail because they've been telling him his kidney's going to fail. He says, what if I told you that you could go to sleep and in 30 or 40 years from now, you could wake up, your brother will be fine, and <laughs> you Williams can, will be fine, <clears throat> <laughs> and we're going to get you a new kidney. And he was like... Walt Disney will be there. <laughs> his brother's the only smart one, but his brother's unconscious, so they can't, he can't agree. Oh, so it, it relies on Peter Berg to say, sure, let's do it. Yeah. So they freeze I have, him. I have they, seen They show movie. the scene where they, they, they wrap him in foil, and they put the ice on him and everything, and, he, uh, <clears throat> and then they, they jump forward like 30 years, and uh, some accident happened right outside the facility and knocked... Uh, this huge kind of boulder through the skylight and it uh, it activated some weird generator and everything caught on fire and all of a sudden you see their bodies and their things start flipping out because oh, everything around them is like boiling. Oh, wow. So they end up like immediately waking up. And at that point... Uh, it, was, it was a shorter time than it was supposed to be, right? Uh, I don't even know if they knew what time that was going to be. Uh, Peter Berg was very vague about it. He's just like, all right, just do it. We're going to get out of trouble. That's all he cared about. And so they woke up. It was at night, and they didn't know what was going on, but they found lockers with their names on it and uh, with notes in it that said uh, from the main doctor, he says, I won't be here when you wake up, but uh, hopefully everything's fine, and here's some uh, a little bit of money and this and that. Huh. And as... They're waking up. The guy's son who runs the facility now is in the front door and sees that there's water everywhere, and he's calling the insurance company. Uh, uh, and uh, 
while that's happening, they're going out the back door and they steal his car. Oh, and, and then at that point, it's these great moments where they don't realize it's the future. They show up at like a McDonald's and Janine Garofalo is like the, right. uh, the main woman what? giving the uh, burgers to him and everything. And they're expecting like a $1.26 bill or something like that. And they're like, it's going to be $13. And they're like, whoa, what do you mean $13? <laughs> and then they, uh, they were like, wait, I got to go talk to my brother. And they're in the bathroom and they're pissing like fluorescent green they were like something is wrong why are we pissing green <laughs> and they uh, finally realized that they need to go to a hospital because uh peter berg needs his pills and they walk into the hospital and the uh, uh they get these moments like they're dealing with a doctor and the doctor's black and they didn't know he's like man how'd you get this job oh, uh, and uh, he's talking to him and uh they realize they have to go and and I mean, this was the best stuff about it when they they realized that they had to go and visit the uh uh, Marsha Gay Harden, who is now 30 years older, and their little daughter, who they showed at the beginning of the movie. She was like four or five or something like that. And it was some really great scenes where uh, they freaked the daughter out. And the daughter, they broke it to the daughter first. The daughter bought in to it. And then they had to go to Marsha Gay Harden and get her on board with and everything. But this was more of a lighthearted, really fun time travel movie where a, lot of the, where a lot of these are a lot darker and bleaker. And you make one decision and it's a wasteland of freaking garbage <laughs> that you got to deal with it's wally you know yeah <laughs> so yeah late for dinner check it out if you can find it. it's very hard to find but i've uh, actually pulled a decent copy off of youtube the other day uh to rewatch it, and it really was, it's fun man hell yeah so check it out all right so uh we're gonna have a little fun time here and Boy, uh, i might be exhausted at the end of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> mentally yes um so we're going uh, 2010's Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, I love this movie. Time so fun. I love this movie. I just ro- recently watched it this week because I knew I heard Man, it was and I wanted uh, to watch it this week. Oh, uh, you didn't get a chance to watch it? I've seen it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, so I wanted to watch it again this yeah. week. Yeah. I rub, uh, rob... Uh, Cordlo- Rob Cordry. Cordry. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He's so you don't see him funny, in many dude. things, but he has such a recognizable look and attitude that you yeah. recognize immediately when you see him. Yes. And he makes everything better, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Lugal. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Lugal. Come on. Motley man. Lou. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Motley Lou. Oh, my God. Craig Robinson's another person that is just so. All four of those guys were great. Oh, yeah. I love the guy from Greek who is. Uh, my girl, the only reason I know about it, my girl is likes that show Greek. It was like I've 10 years ago. It, yeah, it's something either. that was on like uh, the... You mean you know, Clark Duke, this guy in the Yeah, the guy middle. in the middle. Yeah, he's, it was, he's funny. It was all about... Uh, it was like a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a very sappy kind of uh, high school or uh, college drama about kids and students and relationships and stuff. My girl used to watch it on like the family at work. Uh-huh. And it was decent because he was on it and he was really funny. Yeah, no, he's really funny. Yeah, he was also on The Office. He, yeah. was, he was funny. He, he pretty much just plays himself like that same character in every movie you see yeah. like but it's a great character so um the four of the, oh and also john cusack um the four of them were like yeah. <laughs> john's the afterthought i know right well he didn't come back for the second Jimmy one Chase was in it too man He's i like, know Mother. well i was gonna i, was I haven't gonna, seen the second one was it good it was all right i, I mean, heard it, that it, it was wasn't. pretty good <laughs> i heard it was yeah I that's mean, why i didn't watch it because i did love the first one i it wasn't as good as the first one, yeah. um, you know, and honestly, it was probably because John Cusack wasn't in it, you know. He didn't um, make this movie for me as much as But Craig he's still Robinson. a good setup, man. Right, exactly. That's, he's a great setup, You need that setup, every, you need and, that well, every and man. And when you have, okay, this is our team of four, and, yeah. this is, and now we're going on another adventure, it's yeah. kind of like, 
what happened to dude? Oh, dude got married, and did now they he's put doing another one person in there, or they just went with the three? They ended up with another person in there. Who the was guy it, from uh, the guy from Krampus. Um, oh, the, oh yeah. The, the younger, guy who's doing the Hardy commercials now? I don't know. The bald guy? No, 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 no. The younger guy. Oh, Adam Scott? Yeah, Adam oh, Scott. Oh, Adam yeah, Scott's kind of a perfect switch for him. Yeah, actually, no, he's good. That's I love Adam Scott, man. Guy. Yeah, oh, I love Adam great. Scott. Yeah. He's so funny. There, there's some funny scenes with him, him and Craig Robinson in number two. Oh, he was good in that catering TV show. Yeah, Party On. Party On. He was really funny. It. It, was, it was some of the guys from... Uh, Reno 911. Reno 911. Yeah. Some of those guys from the MTV one, The State. The State, that's why. Mm-hmm. That's the same guys. Yeah. Uh, from Reno, I was. Yeah, it, they went from the state to something else. To uh, you learn to something Reno. on fascinating with yeah. films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, Rob Corddry is just a total fuck up. You know, just a complete fuck up. He's suicidal. He's like everything you can do wrong in your life. He's done wrong in his life. <laughs> what were we talking about this? I think we talked about that guy. And so. He basically is trying to, like, get the band back together because he tries to commit suicide and, like, his friends, you know, come and... He didn't really, though. Right, no, yeah. it was just, like, was it was a cry lo- for he's attention. He's probably lonely, man. No, he he was listening to, like, Motley Crue or Poison and he pulled into the garage and started rocking out and the garage oh, that's door right. closed yeah. and he just passed out because he didn't that's realize right. it. That's they right. thought he must have been killing himself, right. but he actually yeah. wasn't. Yeah. He could have been, though, because he's kind of that way. Right. Um. And, well, and he, he almost gets to that point in the yeah. movie. Um. So he basically talks his friends into going back to where they went when they were in high school for like the best year and party of their lives. Almost the uh, doctors talked him into it even more. Oh too. yeah, that's Remember, right. They were like, yeah. you got to take him someplace and watch over him. They're like, eh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to? They're like, we like um, this guy, but oh, he's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they, you know, that's what they end up doing. And uh, Rob Cordry. You know, he loves to party, so he brings all this stuff. Um, and he also brings this like Russian energy drink called like Chernobyl. Um, <laughs> not Chernobyl, it's like Chernobyl, I think. Um, and they're partying in the hot tub, they're drinking, they're doing coke, they're, you know, they're living it up. And they spill this drink on <laughs> the control panel for the I love the hot how tub. They, the, the explanation. Was just thrown in there, you yes. know? Yes. It's like, this is it. Let's just get him back there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so this creates like a, a wormhole in the hot tub and it starts spinning around. And I love spinning the, around. that compilation of them partying in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. Because if you look carefully, uh, Chevy Chase is in some of those scenes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they show him in there partying with them, but they don't mention it at all. Right. So it's, you have no idea what the hell happened that night, but it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and his role is just like he's the guy who fixes the hot tub, but he's also kind of like... He's a weird kind of... The rule teller, yeah, yeah. you know, like the vague. gatekeeper kind very, of guy. a vague gatekeeper. Yeah. Um, do you know who played, and this might blow your mind, uh, who played the ski patrol guy that was the total asshole that stole the Russian type uh, stuff from them, and he was watching Red Dawn, and he's the one, yeah. that, he's the one that was going to punch Rod Corddry in the face? Yeah. That's the Winter Soldier. Is it really? And Sebastian Stan when no he was shit. super young, man. Wow, super that's young. crazy. I would, of, yeah, I would not insane. have put that together. I didn't realize it until I saw the credits. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, it's Sebastian Stan. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> Um, dork (laughs) (laughs) he played a great 80s guy Um, and so they end up in the same place but back in high school and in the movie they all look and see each other 
the way that they are presently, you know, everyone of their current else age. It, though, yeah. But everyone else sees them as their younger selves. Great scene in the mirror when they're all looking in the yes, mirror at dude, each other. Yes, and, and Rob Corddry's got like a full yeah. long head of and hair. Craig Robinson's got a big kid, kid play. play. Back yeah, what is that's actually two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh man, Corddry in this movie was just so funny, man. When they were about to have the threesome. When oh, he yeah. took, takes all his clothes off and they just show him bare ass. Yeah. And See me? You got to shove up a little. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And so basically they, they have a choice to alter their past. Um, Which is weird that they uh, – go ahead. I'll let you tell. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I didn't let you get to the point where you're talking about they decide to basically kind of recreate everything that happens so they won't get in trouble and, and uh, fuck up the future. Right. But the problem with me is all their lives suck. I mean, why wouldn't you take this opportunity to do exactly. different? Yeah, exactly. Which it takes them a while before they kind of catch on board and they decide to do that. Well, and the younger guy, that's kind of his role. He's kind of like the, no, you can't change this. No, you can't change that. Well, that might be yeah. all right. <laughs> like he just kind of tells them and strings them along, you know. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. Now, one one of my movies has <laughs> something that I would do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like perfect thing you should do if you, if you go back and want to help, yeah, uh, help your I, earlier I know self. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um. Yeah. And so throughout the movie, you know, I, there's. I mean, it's just a fun party. You know, Crispin like, Glover, man. Oh uh, yes, dude. So Crispin Glover. In the beginning of the movie, when they get to the hotel that they used to party at all the time, he's the baggage handler. Like, oh, what are the bellhopper, the concierge? And he's only got one arm. And, like, <laughs> he just, you know, and it's a bag man with one arm. You is, know? It in, is that... He had the arm... So it's a running joke through the whole movie because like, and so he's got the worst attitude. He's just like throwing their fucking luggage all over the place. And like, you know, he's just an asshole. So when they go back in time, it's his younger self and they have both arms. That's what I was going to say. And through the whole movie. And he's the (laughs) nicest guy, dude. He's the nicest guy. Man, you'd be mean too if you lost an arm. (laughs) Right? And uh, all through the movie, Rob there's... Corddry keeps waiting he, for it. He man. gets so excited yeah. when he's about <laughs> to see it right, happen. Right. They like he'll stop everyone. Yeah. How does he, how does he, he lose does like it? the football thing. When yeah. he thinks he's gonna <laughs> yeah. How does he lose it? Well, I, should I give that away or you like can. that's yeah. not a that's major. not a plot. So he there's a part where he's doing an ice sculpture with chainsaws, you know, <laughs> and you think like this has got to be where yeah, he loses yeah. it, you know? No, it goes past that, and so like towards the end. He's either reaching for something or hitchhiking or something. He's in the middle of the street. He's in the middle of the road and he puts his arm out yeah. and a snowplow comes by and just rips his fucking <laughs> arm off. Like, oh man, it's so great. And like, I, I'll go a little further. The the bad guys in the movie who are like the uh, the the snow patrol, yeah, ski, ski patrol, patrol yeah. um, end up like saving his arm so that when they come back to the future, he's still got his arm. Um, it's fun too because it had that element that was uh, we've seen in so many of the older fun movies that once they get back you get to see what they changed you know and, and that's right. always really really rewarding yeah uh, and, and it was in the eighties yeah yeah which, which left cool a lot of time for money to, to you know multiply like oh because you know when they get back no. Rob Corddry's just like. Well, he leaves him that note, you know. Like, well, that oh, was but the beautiful part of it is Rob Corddry. Nah, we won't go. Into yeah, that. I know. It's, I it's so much to. fun, yeah, though, man. Yeah. Ru- you if you haven't it. seen it, check it out. Yeah. 
what what was the uh the quick like 10 second plot of the second one how did uh how did they kind of continue that um they went to the future oh they went to the future yeah yeah and uh What's his name? Adam Scott yeah. is kind of like the main character. Um, the reason they went to the future is because Lou gets shot. Somebody, okay. some, what does he say? Blast me in the balls with a shotgun yeah, or yeah. with a double barrel. Uh-huh. Somebody does that at the beginning of number two. Okay, and so, so they got to go. They got to go save Lou. You know, how do and, they not? How do they got to go to the future to do that? Because that person, I see, I can't, I, yeah, I, 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 I'll watch it. It was worth watching though. I it's, mean, it's pretty fucking funny, man. You know, like, that inflection in your voice yeah, is make, concerning me. Uh, <laughs> a lot of he just doesn't want to be held responsible. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's like the thing it. is, I'll put it like this. I mean, I like Paul will know in the I'll, first five minutes whether I'll, he likes it or right, not. I'll put it like this. I've seen it like four times. All right. that but I mean, I like those actors. I know the type of movies Paul likes, so okay. it's like, eh, you know. I like those actors. I can put yeah. up with a lot if I get some funny stuff out of certain actors. But. Rob Corddry is still Rob yeah, Corddry. Yeah, that's and he'll I make like a whole movie. And he doesn't make you. a whole hell of a lot of movies. You'll see him every once in a while on like random characters. But right. go ahead. What you got? You know what every list can't have too much of? Oh. Terry Gilliam. Oh, you got another Terry Gilliam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit, yeah. Ah. I forgot this is like, uh, so 12 Monkeys was his like second venture into time travel. Yeah. And this was a really fun this one. This was man. a great one. We watched this super young. And it was weird for a young kid because it was British. It had a lot of bit British elements the in it and everything. Monty Python, Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's British, but she sounds British. John Cleese. John Cleese. Oh, who uh, else? Fucking uh, Sean Connery. Eric, Eric Idle, Sean Connery. You forget Sean Connery's in uh, this movie. Ian Holm, really w- well <laughs> yeah. done by as playing Napoleon. Who, who was the Who was the the troll's wife? Oh, that's uh, uh, that's the Mona from uh, from Who's the Boss? That's right. In Soap, she's right. great. Yeah, she she's awesome. awesome. Uh, Catherine Hellman. Yeah, she was super funny in this. So and David Warner, we should mention. Oh, David, David Warner. Warner was David great. Warner. Was he so was the good. bad guy. And in I'm going to be talking about David mm-hmm. Warner. Uh, if you don't know who David Warner is, you should pull him up because uh, uh, he's a staple in a lot of 70s, 80s, 90s movies. I loved him. He was the guy who ran the waxwork. Yeah, but waxwork was one of my favorite things with him in it. But he's been wasn't he on Twin Peaks for a while too? He was on maybe season two. Yeah, I think he was on season two. He was showing up at the hotel and. Uh, yeah, he had some connection there, but he's he's amazing in this, and he plays what like the ultimate evil the or ultimate something. Evil, yeah. or I think there was something above him. Yeah, there was something above him. I think, but he was kind of well, maybe there wasn't. Maybe there wasn't. No, there was that guy at the very end. Yeah, that's so right. that's right. I don't know if I've seen this one. This is a complicated movie. So this this little kid, it's kind of a kids movie. Really. It is. It is. This kid, he finds the map. He finds their map. Yeah, yeah. And he opens a portal. And like all of a sudden, in his house, in his house, and like and all of a sudden, bedroom. like I don't know, we start out with eight, maybe it was eight little people, eight little people, like the most famous little people in movies at this time. Like, like Kenny huh. Baker is one of them. Who yeah, R two D two, the guy who ended up playing Willow, uh, not uh, not the main Willow, but the older guy yeah, yeah, was yeah. in this. So everyone from that Under the Rainbow movie was in this. So they were all, and they were all very personable and funny as shit, man. They were. They super were the highlight man. of this whole movie. They were every it, time they showed up because they were uh, they were ruthless in the way that they would they wanted just to steal shit, and yeah, that's basically what thieves. was going on. They were thieves they that jump through time. Yeah, they had a map too, mm-hmm. the, and th- they had times that they could jump all over the map in history. And it was kind of cool because they they jumped 
a lot during yeah. this movie. Yeah. At least so you got seven to see times. him in like you got to see him in France with Napoleon getting drunk. You got to see uh, Robin him, Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. Robin Hood scenes some of my favorite. It's funny, man. I, well, I love the Sean the Connery Devo- one. The Sean Connery one was was crazy. They jumped it, into like the desert. And yeah, Sean it was, was like a, a different movie. Yeah, that whole segment. Sean Connery was fighting this guy with like a horse. He was head, a minute like a minute like a minotaur, and it Whoa. was like brutal. And then yeah. you didn't know what the hell happened. And uh, that was when the kid just showed. This up. kid showed up and helped him defeat him. Yeah, and so remember he takes him back to the oh, castle yeah. and he adopts him and then he probably should have left then there he would have had a good they life they had a big they had a big festival or a big dinner and all the little people showed up as like the jugglers remember and yep. they were stealing everybody's they were like we're gonna show you a magic they all thought it was part <laughs> of the took all the their fun. expensive jewelry uh-huh. and he gave them took his crown from them and they all went in the middle and went under a sheet and then they went and, and, they they just and everybody's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and they just looted him for a shit ton That's of money. Awesome. The same with Napoleon. He was stealing oh, like right. paintings from him. They and stole shit. his They're... hand. Remember his gold hand yep. that oh, he had God. lost? But this was all going around like the, you got to see that element of the movie. But the other element was, was, David, was David Warner being playing the ultimate evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needed their half of the map. And he was in his like lair was crazy. There was oh, like was stuff like boiling. Very the, Terry was, like, Gilliam. These that was Terry Gilliam. All his minions were like these pig creatures and everything but what made it funny and they they established the fact that he would kill any of them at any point but uh he was so charismatic uh-huh. and funny that Super it was funny. it was like some of the best thing when he showed up where he would just argue life with everybody and he's like he's like these people are following god he would create slugs who creates slugs <laughs> and he was uh, he was talking about stuff that uh that he would fix if he was in charge and uh, day one get rid of that <laughs> he was just really funny man you've seen him before no oh, i i i've Realized what movie I thought this was because oh. of the name, but it's a completely different. <laughs> movie. Um, this is true. Yeah, because like I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here like I thought I'd seen this, but everything you're saying doesn't. Sound <laughs> if you don't remember little people in it, you didn't. No, see this movie. Um, I was thinking of the Explorers. Yeah, Explorers is great. Okay, great yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's not it. That's what I thought. But it was it was uh, crazy. They they ended up one of one of them died. They ended up the ultimate evil memory possessed one of them. Yep. Yep, to try possessed to help. one of them and talked through them. They captured him in that great cage where they had to swing. There was a lot of it was, adventures type stuff. Oh, man. But there was one of the best. It was what led up to the Catherine Hellman scene where they were on the Titanic. Oh, they were. And they're just like sitting they're there. Party. They're partying. They're, they're drinking. Tuxedos. Their, are, their chairs are moving all the way left and all the way right. Oh, because wow. they know what's going to happen to uh, the Titanic. Uh-huh. But they're like just enjoying it while it happens. Oh, and then gosh. they jump and they'll, they'll like... Uh, uh, time travel and uh, they ended up but they never really know where they're going to come no, up no a they? lot of times they don't they don't know what's going to happen once they get there they know the time period and the Catherine Hellman one she was this like housewife who took care of this ogre husband who was uh, 50 feet tall he was like 50 feet tall <laughs> And uh, he was constantly complaining about a toothache, and it, it was a funny little dynamic be- between them. But they were floating in the water from the Titanic thing when they came across them, and they caught him in the net, and they had oh, to wow. deal with the him. The transitions were good. Very good, man. It was The scenes were broken down really simply where this scene there in like Robin Hood land, and this scene there this land. And it all kind of worked its way uh, naturally to them uh, kind of battling that evil uh, David Warner at the end. And Yeah, it was so funny. It was fun. Man, funny. some people, some people don't like him. He's weird. Well, that he's really weird for sure. He's like I mean, Dolly. If you want to see something, I always weird. Huh. it's like that. I always kind of pull out one of his weird ones is the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. And I love if you movie. if you find somebody that likes Adventures of Baron Munchausen, they'll like any Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah. Nice because that's the extreme, <laughs> like the uh, that it goes all the way to his probably more normal one would be 
probably 12 monkeys to be honest with you <laughs> this is more normal because brazil great. remember how weird brazil, brazil is brazil is another fun. one that's super super strange i like brazil though. i love brazil it's really great all right my turn here so where i'm going to go i'm going to go 1984 i think most of mine yeah i might jump around a bunch Bam. of different decades here but 1984 is philadelphia experiment i love this movie watched it super young with my dad and uh he liked this movie a he lot. liked this movie he, a lot it this was, it was one of his one favorites he liked any seventies or eighties sci-fi. He was a yeah, sucker that's for right. that too. That's so he right. would he would watch any of them. But with Philadelphia Experiment, we got Michael. Uh, how do we uh, learn that we would say his name? Perrier, P A R E accent. Paré. And I always knew him as the guy from uh, Eddie and the Cruisers yeah. because they played that on HBO all the time. So I'd seen that, that was a good several times. Uh, Nancy Allen's the love interest. Uh, Bobby DeChico, which I I love Bobby DeChico because he was the guy who did all the swing dancing <laughs> in 1941. <laughs> oh, he was so good. And it's smart enough that they actually had him dance at the beginning of this he movie too. He must have been a dancer. Now this was as an actor. Now this was loosely, and not, I'm saying loosely based on some secret government experiment that supposedly happened and the pod just goes dark dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> we have someone breaks in the door we have orders to silence you sir <laughs> i think they like conspiracies yeah. Governments. oh yeah absolutely keeps everybody guessing yeah. everybody's got a different one <laughs> so this one fall they were trying to make a battleship cloaked. kind of cloaked uh, yeah. uh where you couldn't you couldn't see them or you couldn't detect like the radiation that was yeah. on uh board the ship and uh, the movie started out with them already getting ready to test it. And they, the people on the crew knew something was going to happen, but they didn't know what it was. And we were basically following the two guys, Michael uh, Pere and, and uh, Bobby DeChico. And they work, like, in the, in the, like, generator room and everything. And something goes horribly wrong. And basically those two guys disappear. Everyone else on the uh, crew are, like, fused into the boat. Oh shit! The deck. You see someone's head just just their mouth like exposed. melted, oh, melted arm hand coming out that's out moving. Oh, really creepy, and yeah. everyone's freaking out. Something went wrong, and they realized yeah. they lost two uh, seamen. And then what happens is we completely jump forward to them in the present day, which is eighty four, and they're they're walking down, but there's a huge storm going on, and they don't know what's happening, but it's affecting Bobby DeChico's hand. Every once in a while, you'll see it glowing, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Hmm. They end up going into the first place that they can, which is this diner, and uh, they see Nancy Allen outside on the uh, phone. Nancy Allen, most people know her from uh, Carrie and from Dressed to Kill. She's Wasn't a she in, like, Poltergeist 2 or uh, Poltergeist 3, I think? Wasn't oh, the third the, one. The yeah, she worked in the... Uh, she was the mom in the high rise. Mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And she and was in RoboCop also. RoboCop, yeah, yep. Okay. She's been a she lot of different stuff. Partner, right? yep. She was yeah. great. And uh, she's on the phone outside, and she becomes into the story here in a little bit. But they're inside, and they're ordering food, and they're watching the TV, and shit's all strange. They see video games behind them, and the storm is roaring outside. And all of a sudden, uh, Bobby Chico stands up and screams and holds his hand, and he glows a little bit, and then the he... Stuff from his body comes out and fries the TV and the video game machines and explode. Oh, and the owner grabs a gun and says, you get the hell out of here. You're going to pay for that shit and everything. And uh, when he's not looking, Michael Pere grabs his gun and then grabs Nancy Allen and says, get in your car, drive us. You need to get us uh, out of here. And as they're driving, Bobby DeChico is like glowing. And you're like, what the hell is happening here? And yeah. they bring him to the uh, hospital. And uh, 
you're in the, in the middle of this, you're being intercut with a lot of the military stuff with Stephen Tobolowsky, where they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And what's actually going on is the experiment that was run back, uh, that they ran back in 1959. They decided they waited, what, 30, 40 years? And at this moment, they decided to run that experiment again. And when that happened, it opened a wormhole that connected that point in 1959 with this point in 1984. Huh. And somehow this town is connected with. Michael, what's happening to Michael uh, Pere and Bobby DiCicco. Well, at some point in the them, hospital, Bobby DiCicco starts glowing yeah, so yeah, much yeah, and yeah. they don't know what to do for him. So all the doctors are like standing back and he yeah. just disappears. Oh, the, to the point they think he just got vaporized and everything. And everyone else, we realize, oh shit, they sent him back. And oh, that's wow. when the movie got really interesting because Michael Pere is like, well, if he got sent back, he's here. You know, we could go find him. Right. Maybe he can help us. Not to realize that he's all fucked up in the head and he had spent the last 30 years trying to tell people what happened and they didn't believe him. <laughs> of course, and he, yeah. And then all of a sudden... <coughs> it must have been Perrette. a cool role for him because he got to, like, adopt a different personality. For well, no, they time. used a different actor. Oh, did they? Yeah, did they, they he, was a, he was just an old man at that point. Oh, so they just used a okay, different okay. actor. Oh, that's Kind of looked like him, but yeah, they used a different actor. Well, and then, not to ruin anything, but they, uh, he ends up getting connected with the government agency. And they're, they're like, You're, you have to go back and you have to... We have to send you through the wormhole, and you have to turn off that generator. And they were like, he's like, I can't do it. He says, no, you've done it. There's been reports that you you were the person that did it. Oh, shit. So we know that you do it. Damn. You just got to do it. Damn. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So it, it was very amazing how they, uh, they worked it. And it was uh, one of my first kind of exposures to what wormholes were and kind of these black holes where mm-hmm. it could lead to different dimensions and everything. And yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good, man. And I know they redid it at some point. I think they did it as a TV show or a TV movie and everything. It didn't hit, but uh, back in '84, this was a great one. So definitely check it out. Hell yeah! Uh, let's see. Coming up next here, I got Mr. Denzel Washington. Oop, Dave's Ooh. fave. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've seen. This yeah, movie. it's weird. It's a it's your, it's your favorite <laughs> it's, actor. And you well, haven't seen this movie. <clears throat> I'm kind of out here. I'm kind of separated from <clears throat> from technology on <laughs> on a demand level of. I want to watch whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. I, whatever I want to watch, yeah, whenever yeah. I want to watch. Yeah. I can usually find it. It's difficult or it's expensive mm. or I don't have the time. So if it's... That's why I have a collection of 1,300 DVDs. I, yeah. want, I, I want to watch now, whatever I want. Well, I watch a lot of movies at your house, but yeah. I also have... I have Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. And then you got to use bandwidth and all that. Yeah. The bandwidth, it's fine. It's something worth watching. To be yeah. Well, there's so shit, much there's shit stuff, TV man. on oh, like, yeah, yeah, television yeah. programming that, on those networks. It's HBO, like, man. That's oh. why you need to get HBO. Yeah, I I thought I owned this. I went to watch it last night, but I don't. Arguably, um, I haven't. You should mention the name of the movie, I guess. <laughs> oh, I thought I said no. You said who oh, was you? in it? I said Denzel Washington and Deja Vu, didn't uh-huh. I? Oh, maybe I'm just, having deja vu. Maybe, yeah, wait. <laughs> what, what did did you that think? just wait, happen? So my <laughs> next just movie, back in my next again? movie is going to be uh, <laughs> Denzel Washington. And Deja Vu. I'm freaking out, man. My next movie is going to be... <laughs> He's stuck in a loop. I, don't I actually have not seen this movie uh, either, but this it's got a great cast. Yeah. And it, it's obviously it'll, something if that If I have seen it, then it'll come to me once you start Is it Ridley Scott? Uh, possibly. I'm not sure. I'm I not on IMDb I want to say it's Tony right Scott now. or Ridley. Probably Tony. I'll check it out in just yeah. a minute. Um, so Paula Patton is the... Uh, she plays Claire. She's kind of like mm-hmm. the main female role. Um, Jim Caviezel, oh, Val Kilmer, love Jim Caviezel, Adam Goldberg, Kilmer. Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> well, I just want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Bruce I mean, Greenwood. Yeah. I love Bruce Greenwood too. And yeah. that guy in the middle is from uh, dry, uh, Adam from, Goldberg. Uh, no, the guy in the middle, middle. Oh, Eldon Henson. Yeah, that's from uh, Idle Hands. Yeah, but he's uh, in Daredevil. Oh, is he? He's oh, that's right. He's friend, best man. friend. Yeah. Idle Hands. He was great in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So what happens is is there's a terrorist attack, and um, Denzel Washington is like the detective on scene, the lead detective on scene. So this is going to be his case. And he's like doing some investigation and he, I think he talks to Val Kilmer um, who says like, Hey, we want you to take a look at something, you know, come into this trailer and like take a look at some footage that we have. Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting there and he's watching this footage and, you know, and he's trying to figure out like what happened for the terrorist attack. Um, and they're watching this footage, and he just kind of gets this, like, odd feeling that something deja isn't vu? right. Yeah, like deja vu, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so he pulls out this laser pointer, and they're watching um, Paula Patton on screen, like, just a video of her, you know? Um, and he takes the uh, the laser pointer, and he points it at the video, and all of a sudden in the video the light goes out behind her and she like gets scared and the whole, yeah, the whole program shuts down and has to reboot. And Denzel Washington's like, all right, what the hell's going on here? You know? And so they basically tell him that they, they accidentally found a way to like fold time and space. And, um, that they're not Stephen Hawking be proud. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're not looking at a video from four days ago. They're looking into the past four days previous. And so like they can interact with the past and they can look and find things to stop things from happening, but they literally don't know how. Like they they have they have like uh, theories and stuff like mm. that, but the whole thing was just a mistake. So Denzel Washington wants to know, like, okay, can you send stuff back? And they're like, well, you can, but it has to only be certain stuff. So he, like, has them send a note to himself um, and, like, try to make a phone call to himself and stuff like that to warn him. And so... To stop the terrorist attack? Right. And so they kind of... It's kind of like... To a point, Denzel Washington is doing his best to affect the past until eventually he's like okay, I have to go back in time now. Mm-hmm. So, because they're like, there's no way that a person can go back. It's against the rules. You yeah. know what I mean? Rules, we, they got but, rules already? secretly, you we guys, all love to see it try exactly. it out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's the keys to the door that won't monk. be guarded. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. This you is know? Tony Scott, too. I checked it up. Oh, did you? Awesome. Um, he's collaborated with Denzel probably like six, seven times. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He's dead now, And he's too. dead now, yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that jumped, jumped off, jumped off of a bit George bridge. Washington Bridge, I think. Yep. Damn, that sucks. Um, boo. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't feel so, like talking about the movie anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so, <laughs> mood killer. <laughs> this director's dead. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, man. Like, oh, uh, keep going. <laughs> um, you know who else died? <laughs> Denzel, like ten minutes ago. No, I'm fuck you, dude. Um, <laughs> so it, he goes back. See what happens is. <laughs> okay, so what you find out is that. Claire is important because she sells the vehicle that the terrorist buys to fill with the explosives Mm -hmm. to put on the ship. 
So they know that at some point in the previous timeline of four days until now, four days. she's going to meet up with this yeah. guy. So they have to find him. Who played you her know? again? Uh, oh, I, I didn't recognize the name. Paula Patton. I don't um, know who that is. Yeah, she's been in a couple other yeah, things. Um, she's she's a very familiar face. Um, and so he has to go back and like basically he knows that she's going to die, you know, because this guy kills her to get the vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, so he's trying to protect her. He's trying to stop this bombing, you know, but he can't tell her what's going on, you know. Um, and like, oh, man, I want to give away the ending yeah. so bad. But <laughs> so I, I haven't seen it. I know. I, I don't yeah, give it away because I haven't it seen it either. Yeah. It, it does interesting it enough. Does to, good. It's good. And I really like the technology that they use. And like Val Kilmer, like, you know, dude, he's great in this. Like, And this was around the period where he wasn't doing a whole hell of a lot. Too. Yeah, no. Like, I didn't know he had even done this. Yeah. Um, like, the whole cast of, like, the technical scientists, mm. dude, they have, yeah, they, they, have, have, they have a great role in that. Yeah. Yeah. I could so, tell just by the cast that it. It definitely fulfilled that. Like it's like the guys in the in the booth in uh, Enemy of the State. You know, it's like oh, yeah, Jamie yeah. Kennedy, exactly, and Jack yeah. Black, exactly, or even uh, like Sleepers. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. you know, really, really good movie. Uh, yeah. So cool. if you haven't seen it, check it out. I'll definitely check it out. What you got? I never thought I would ever have a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! You just made the Justin's day. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? But, Time Cop. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. This is this, this is, is the, more of a Ron Silver movie with with Van Damme in it. Well, this uh, is the Van right. Damme movie for people that don't necessarily like Van Damme. He was yeah. good. He didn't hurt the movie at no. all. I've seen this some. This was later like, in his career too. Yeah. yeah, where his his martial arts didn't drive the movie. Right. A you know what I realized about him is he's just a really good stuntman too. Well, oh, that's true. Yeah. I he mean, does a ton of stunts, oh, man. Yeah. And it and they're not stuff that someone else couldn't have done just as easily. Yeah. But you don't have to waste that time, you know. Right. Yeah. Everyone was good in the, I liked Mia Sarah in this. Uh I liked uh Bruce McGill. Was oh, he the bad design. guy? No, no, bad guy was, was Ron Silver. Bruce McGill okay. was his boss. Yeah, bad guy was Ron we Silver. Who's not with us anymore either? I don't want to break <laughs> you Justin and I up. Were God damn it. God damn it. You ruined it for me. <laughs> he played uh Alan Dershowitz in Reversal of Fortune, mm -hmm. but for me, this was the best thing he ever did, man. Yeah, he yeah. was just that that senator who wanted to like better himself, and just no matter what, it's not gonna happen. You trying yeah. to think, but say the senators <laughs> out there are trying to better themselves on the back of the American people. Nah. <laughs> but, That's so, yeah, as political what, as I. Get why don't you tell us a little bit about what the uh, so the he has to go. Uh, you. The movie opens. Can I tell? Yeah, yeah. About that. So the movie opens. Mia Sarah and him are together. Yeah. They end up going back to his house or their house. I think they're married. Yeah, they're married. And uh, a bunch of thugs show up. He had seen him in that the mall. Big dude too. That with, like big the dude. mullet. And he's walking through <laughs> oh, the man, mall. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the corridor that yeah. kind of like with the big leather jacket. Yeah, he was a that monster in that movie. Huge. Man. <laughs> I was like, this is the. He I, had a unique look for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Stephen Lambert, probably. I bet he played professional football or something like yeah. that. Anyways, so, and you probably have to help me out because I'm going to get confused with all this backstory. But, uh, so he, what ends up happening, actually, the very beginning of the movie, the guy goes into the chair meeting with mm. Ron Silvers in it yeah. and says, hey, there's time travel and mm. we need you to fund it because yeah. we have to police it. We right. have to make sure 
that nobody goes back and fucks with time. Right. Because then it'll change stuff. Which is a hard thing, man. You know there's going to be a mistake here. Yeah, and man. There. Even so one mistake. Jean-Claude Van Damme gets the duty to do that. So right. he starts being that. And you name and his that's boss. the first time his boss see. is Bruce Well, he's Hill. like, he's the, the, the cop that goes back in he's time the cop that goes when back people are going when, to change something. Yeah, people are going to change something. Yeah. And his he first assignment was his ex-partner. Cop. Because you know what? <laughs> I, I, I almost empathize... I mean, with, obviously, it's a premise that can't happen, but the temptation to actually oh, yeah. go back, not just to do just nefarious give, stuff to be rich later on. Just give yourself but just six like little you, Powerball numbers. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. you need? Yep. Just six numbers. What's that going to hurt? What's that going to hurt? <laughs> if I got $250 million, how is that going to change the rest well, of the time? Well, the person the that was supposed to get the money, if they were going to do, if they yeah, did great they did stuff great things, things none of that stuff happens. But I would do great things. You would fund cancer research Absolutely. Absolutely. You'd have to find out what that other person does with the money. You know what? And then just kill that other person and boom, see? I'm, I'm gonna well, you're already committing. Well, now you're committing. You're getting burned because you can't afford to curb it. Yeah. Uh, I, we need to time cop just. Oh yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, and that could lead into some minority report. Like, <laughs> That's right. Um, minority support that could have been a, great. That could have been a time precogs a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, precogs. But uh, so sorry, I couldn't help myself. So uh, the government does exactly, or uh, instruments of the government do exactly what they do. Yeah. Ron Silver decides he's going to run for president but he has to f- fund his campaign yeah. by going back in time and doing different stuff well he just basically remember goes when they come back in the, like the civil war remember the civil war yes yeah, he jumps back to the civil war and and they've got like futuristic weapons and they got and they're waiting yeah they're just they had mock tens and the other guys had like muskets and yeah yeah oh and just blew them away man it was oh. awesome and i, I kind of like that well you could mention mm-hmm. what happens because uh his wife, Something's always over like Van Damme's head through this whole thing. His wife gets killed. Yeah, which Mia it, which is insane because he more than anybody would want to jump back into time to right. stop that moment from happening. Yeah, talk about a crazy temptation at work every day. All yeah. right, I'm going back in time here. Uh, going on my coffee break, boss. Yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> Why is your wife in the other room? Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know. Is she? Is she? I didn't is know she, she was going to make it. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this this had some really great moments, and their instrument of how they got back in time. What was it? It was like a it was like a train or something that like that you had to travel at a certain speed towards the wall. The wall just had that big red spot on it. Extend this wall. Well, to get back, all you had to do was hit a button. You can't do that on the other end. (laughs) Apparently not. So he has to go back to because not only is Ron Silva's character evil, he's also going to shut the place down yeah. right because he's already achieved what he wanted to exactly achieve. yeah so john claude van damme has to go back what he finds is when he goes back is he's ron silver is trying to give his old self advice, advice yeah on how to make sure that he's rich enough for him i, to I love every time we've seen this done in a movie it's always like the younger one is cocky and the older one's like no listen to me yeah i'm from the future and i'm telling you you're a fucking idiot yeah this exactly. is what you need to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well, and this one, uh, this is the one that I was, my, one of my favorite rules that I've ever seen done Oh yeah, is how um, the yeah. same two people cannot occupy the same space. Same matter. Can't occupy. Yeah, space. exactly. You know, and, and a really uh, good effect for it. Oh my this God. This like, yeah, that for the, for multicolored. That yeah. For that yeah, time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Now, now it's kind of, they, they could do something even cooler. They could do something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, you didn't. 
you didn't going into the movie expect that they would show that happen. They talked about it, right? But you were they like, talk about it over and over yeah, and over yeah. because at one point the senator guy. Um, oh, that was my favorite moment when he, he saw him enter that room at double, the end. Oh yeah, and, and he's like, "What are you doing here? Yeah. You're not supposed to be doing it. You're right? Be yeah." Here. And he's like, don't fucking touch me. Don't ever fucking touch me. Oh, dude. What was Um, the girl you said? The one that portrayed him, the Ray black Don girl. Chong. Yeah, she was good. Oh, is that who that was? It I didn't just realize. Like her. It did it might look not like have been her. No, I think you might be right. Is Ray mm, Don Chan in it? No, it's. Uh, I'm imagining that it's Gloria Rubin. Okay, yeah. I don't know what um, else I've seen her in, but she was good in this too. She was good, except he let her off the hook a little bit. Yeah, I guess he. Yeah, he did actually. But, yeah. but then it changed. It. Uh, well, I won't go into that. Yeah, well, <laughs> just one of my favorite scenes. I can still be mad at you, yeah, even if it's a new reality. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're still the same person, yeah. goddammit. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't do that, man. Um, yes, one of my favorite did. scenes, and I, it was even on the trailer, and I haven't seen it, but I still remember it. Like, uh, Well, I haven't seen it recently. Um, is where they're fighting in the kitchen, and they have the stun gun, mm-hmm. and the floor is wet, and oh, they yeah. shoot oh, the yeah, stun yeah. gun, and Van Damme oh, yeah. jumps split, up man. and does the that's split on the kitchen counter. Oh, yeah, that's that's in his contract. Yeah. He has he to gets do that in every single movie. To a movie. His best was kickboxing, I think, when they stretched him out. Out. Yeah, oh, so I don't know. I like the one. Uh, was his flexibility? Was that? Do you know about his martial arts style at all? Um, well, I know that he was a ballet dancer, and then he started to do kickboxing and uh, martial arts. You know, um, but I don't know his style. You know, I don't know that much about it. Muscles from Brussels. Yeah, he's dude one of the most jacked, famous Belgians. Oh, absolutely, out. probably the famous, most yeah. famous Belgian. I heard a quick story about him. I heard they interviewed the MTV VJs. Yeah, like years after their heyday, mm-hmm. and I watched an interview with like five or six of them, and they were asking questions. I don't know what this is. maybe could have even been a VH1 program, but they were talking about the remember the MTV summers. Yeah, have they have the oh, yeah. house every summer, and they'd, <clears throat> they'd have musical guests, and they'd yeah. have famous actors coming through. Yep. and someone was like, "Who was the biggest creep? All the people." Yeah, and they were like. <laughs> John Gladman <laughs> couldn't keep his hands off I any bet. of the girls. Was just wasted out yeah. of his mind, just I bet. causing headaches, problems. And then they asked him another question. They were like, "Who got the most chicks down here of actors?" And oh, he's like, "Oh, that's easy. That's not even close." Polly Shore. We <laughs> so. Like, Fuck, <laughs> I keep forgetting his mom owned the comedy store. Yeah. That famous yeah. stand-up video. There was a... Yeah. He did a little, like, reality show that I watched, and oh, it was okay. him, like, taking that place over. Really? Because um, everybody knew him. He was known. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once uh, once he started getting once big... Once Son-in-Law and uh, Encino Man. Encino Man was the one that not went, made him go, uh, like, skyrocketing his career. And ever since then, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but I enjoy it. We'll I like um, those early Polly movies. Shore. We'll be uh, talking some Polly Shore at yeah. some point in I'm the sure. near future. I'm sure. I promise. You promise? Really? I promise. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when. I won't be here. <laughs> All right. So time I'm got. traveling back in time and making that not happen. Don't worry about Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Can he just go to, and then it can be just an end Wait, cycle wh- of going minute back. For what? What are you minute. talking about? <laughs> See, nothing at all. Oh, I kept it from happening. To you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, you mean the Polly Shore? <laughs> Shit. Oh, uh, see, I came back and told myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one. Uh, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I love Star Trek, man. I got to have a Star Trek pod with somebody else who's uh, who's as Who big as a fan Star as Trek? me because I I could talk the first uh, I was like twelve movies now or something, but and six, there's a, sixty. Episodes and when you think TV. time travel, yeah. you, 
a lot of people, their first initial kind of uh, thought would go to Star Trek Four. You know, the one with the whales. Yeah. They go back to San Francisco. I was going to say that. I love it. It's a great movie. I've talked about it before. But for me, and I'm, a, I'm an old school guy, too. I watched all the, I grew up watching all the old school reruns of the original Star Trek. So I was kind of a hard sell to switch over to the next generation. And it happened Picard eventually, but it did didn't it happen. Me. Yeah. Well, everyone. I loved everyone. I loved Data. I liked I, loved, too, I was a huge Picard Reading was Rainbow first. fan, so LeVar Burton was an easy <laughs> sell. Reading Rainbow. Uh, don't be knocking over Reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Slim Good Body? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think for most fans, because I, I'm a diehard fan and I know how the other Star Trek fans think, for the most part, the uh, when you think the older movies, everyone's favorite is number two. It's almost no... Rathacon. Uh, argument is the Rathacon. Yeah. When you're talking about the Next Generation <laughs> movies before the J.J. <laughs> Abrams movies and you're just talking Next Generation, most people's favorite one is First Contact. And First Contact was phenomenal. It was everything you wanted to see in a Star Trek movie. And the best part of it, similar to Number 2, where Number 2 was a callback to an earlier episode called Space Seed where they came across that character, Khan. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a direct connection where Khan, uh, Khan already knew Kirk, Kirk knew Khan, he blamed her for something. So it was a, a piggyback of an, of an old episode. And it's the exact same thing with Star Trek First Contact. There was an old episode called Best of Both Worlds, which is arguably the most famous uh Star Trek Next Generation episode ever. So much so that you can buy just that episode on DVD. Who was the Uh, main antagonist in this? Well, the Borg. Borg. And that's what was very interesting. Back in that Best of Both Worlds episode, the Borg is a... Creepy group. It's a a collection of a a group with a collected consciousness. They're like almost... they're almost drones in a way that are all being driven by this collected consciousness, which is controlled almost by this queen Borg. They have the, something called the uh, the cube, which is where they all live. But they basically what they do is they go around and they assimilate different species. And if they touch you and get their kind of prongs in their neck, you are automatically shoot you because you're you're gone. You're part of the collective now. Oh wow! Uh, and you have is it no is it your fun free to be will part is of the no your free will is gone. They oh. will chop. So it's your, like socialism. They chop your arm off. <laughs> They chop your arm off, and they uh, they put like these. That's uh, right. Are those of, the ones uh, that are like mechanical with the like they black? Had some great, like, yeah, they have black they had some lines great on them special and effects stuff. with that with the one head. Oh one. yeah, she's awesome. She, in that. They did some uh, really cool special effects. But they them. they'll put something in your eye. They'll poke your eye out, and they'll put this different thing in the eye, which controls the lasers and everything. So basically, they turn you really quick once they touch you. So don't oh, wow. get touched by them. Everyone's scared of the Borg. Well, what happened in the best of both worlds is they capture Picard. And they almost completely assimilate him to the point where he has memories throughout. Uh, the board of, haunts, after this episode, haunts him forever. They always talk about uh, <coughs> even before first contact was made. He'll have episodes where he'll be thinking of the Borg or huh. he'll think that he's still part of the consciousness that never completely left him. But didn't he have kind of something? <coughs> something between him and that other, even not romantic, but like there was a connection. No, to- you're thinking of Data. Data she she captures data right. okay. at some point. but And that was interesting, too. What happens is, at the very beginning of the morning, the, the movie, the Borg is kind of uh, attacking this one uh, area. And <clears throat> Starfleet doesn't want Picard near it 
because they think he has too much a connection with the Borg that they might be able Track to communicate him with. with him oh, and they don't want anything to be compromised at all. Yeah. Not looking at it the other way where Picard has first-hand knowledge of the Borg and right. he might be the best person to actually fight him. <laughs> yeah. So they're all actually like just guarding the neutral zone and they're like all tired <laughs> and sick of it. <coughs> this <laughs> <Until> sucks. <laughs> something happens and the Borg start uh, taking over and they have to intervene and then all of a sudden they realize... A rip happens, and they're looking at Earth, and uh, Data and Worf are doing analyst, uh, analyzing it, and they realize the Earth is now populated by Borg. They've they've did something. Oh shit! And they've assimilated all of Earth. So what they have to do is they got to go back in time before the Borg uh, gets there to assimilate Earth and stop them from it happening. They realize in the movie that. Uh, what the Borg is doing is the Borg, and they're just following the Borg cube through this rip that they've already created. So mm. the, the Borg goes back far enough, and you realize they're actually at the point in time where the James Cromwell character, who's on Earth with Alfred Woodard, and they're like, uh, and it's still the future, but not as future as where the Next Generation cast is. So they're on the ground with a rocket that's about to launch into the air. And what happens is they launch that rocket... A Vulcan ship flies by, sees it, turns around, stops, and they make first contact. It's the first contact that Earth had with aliens, and it changes everything. It it created Starfleet, and it did everything. And the Borg realizes this, so they're going back there to stop first contact from happening. Oh, wow. So they will have the ability to to assimilate everything, and that's how it happens. So not only do they got to go back in time to stop it, they have... There's a critical point in time where they have to preserve and make sure that it happens. <laughs> and it's really great because James Cromwell's this like alcoholic drunk who's just constantly listening to the jukebox and, and laughing. And they have to break it to him. They were like, you know, I his name was Zephyr Cochran. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> you're great. He says, right where you're standing is where the statue of you looking up in the sky is. And he's like, what? They make a fucking statue of me? <laughs> and then he was like, I went to uh, Zephyr Cochran High he School. He was the best. <laughs> you know, well, he was the best part of this movie. It was opinion. really great. And then it was, he gets so pissed. Riker, uh, one of my fi- Riker actually directed this. Jonathan Frakis oh, uh, really? directed this uh, uh, movie. And he directed Insurrection also in a bunch of the regular uh, shows. And I actually heard that next week he's directing the Discovery episode. Uh, he's coming on set to do it but one of my favorite uh there's a lot of great just famous one-liners and stuff from the movie but i love when uh because jody's the one who is breaking everything down Mm -hmm. to him telling him that i went to your high school this is the statue and everything (laughs) and then he just walks in while james cromwell is flipping out and throwing drinks he says i don't want anything to do with this i don't want to be a fucking statue and he walks off and jonathan frankis looks at him jody and says you talking about the statue why are you talking about the statue (laughs) and he just kind of shakes his uh shoulders but what's happening is he's separated you've got jody on the uh planet with uh with Riker, with uh uh the, the Latroy woman, and on the uh, ship above, the Borg has taken over Deck 16, and they're working through the ship systematically. So they're getting and they more, realize more and more soldiers as they go. Too. They realize the temperature is off, and they were like, like why is the temperature off in the, on this deck? And they realize that that's the temperature that the Borg survive at. So they, uh. they uh, figured out what's happening, and you've got Picard is on 
the ship with Worf and Alfred Woodard is actually on there uh, because they get she gets uh, stuck on the ship before uh, from the landing party, and uh, they've got to fight the Borg on the ship, and he's you get to see them like uh, assimilating the crew one by one. There's a great scene where they have to go use magnetic boots and go out onto the hull of yeah, the nice. uh, Enterprise and I walk like, like it when they do that. Oh, uh, and they walk in like upside down, and they've got the Borg who's trying to set up this uh, this radar system, which will fuck everything up. So they have to this take a, that off. Like a battle. Up, really. It was a really great battle with lasers and stuff. But it, a, a lot of it was just that fun <laughs> stuff with uh, James Cromwell and them trying to make sure that his ship gets off and that the uh, the Vulcan can see it and that nothing gets screwed up. So it was it was awesome. It was everything you wanted in a time travel movie. You got to see different things that were connected, and uh, it was also Star Trek. So yeah, if, if you were kind of on the line of being a star trek fan you're not sure which ones to watch you if you watch the old number two or number four and then uh from the new ones you really should check out first contact that's that's the best of the bunch Hmm. in my opinion so i liked the first chris pine one yeah that was a good one yep yeah that that scene when they were parachuting oh yeah down the land down on there that they had to get action that one that first one and they were doing like the third halo jump the second one was god awful oh hated it i that's the, the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they yeah. just kind of tried to recreate Khan with exact lines and everything. I'm like, what the hell? Mm. Uh, Why didn't the third just, one was good though? Third the third one, one was really fun. That's the one with Simon Pegg uh, wrote it. That's right. Uh, and he was, uh, it was a really good. But all right, what you got there, Justin? All right, uh, this one. It's funny. I I absolutely know the name, but I'm curious because it seems to go by two different names. Interesting. I know it as <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I know it as. I've seen it as Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, that's the slogan. So it's like the that, raid, the, the redemption? No, it's 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 just a tagline. It's like oh, okay. In, in space, they can't. Yeah, yeah, screen. yeah. It's totally like a Aliens. tagline. Gotcha. <laughs> but it's on every poster. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's why it's... They were hoping it would be a house. And I swear I have seen this movie, Catch but race. I do not remember it uh-huh. at all. I, yeah. I know I, I like Emily Blunt. Jump, if he jumps in, I'll, I'll be able to remember. You see that, so, you think? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, um... Tom Cruise is the main character, and um, I think I confuse it with Oblivion. Hmm. Yeah, maybe um, that one's not really time travel. No, it's though. not, but it's kind of um, space. Yeah, I, I like that one. I know yeah. you're not a fan, but um, so Tom Cruise is you know the main character, but he's basically in the beginning just like a soldier. There's nothing special about him or anything like that. He's just a soldier. We're at Tell war. Tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're at war. Well, the other thing is, is I think like he's not really like even active, like to go fight. I think something happens and he's supposed to kind of like weasel his way out of fighting. And all of a sudden he gets put on the front line. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the way the story goes. Um, and so he, he's on his, so, uh, there's been an alien invasion Mm -hmm. and earth is at war with this alien invasion. And, um, you know, he's now on his way to the front lines. He's not a very good soldier or anything like that. Um, and basically like he knows he's about to die, <laughs> you know? Um, so he gets on the battlefield and like, as he, you know, and there's a whole thing like how he's getting there and how scared he is. And like, you know, he's freaking out cause he's not supposed to fucking be there. Like he's supposed to be shipping home or yeah. something. You know what I mean? It doesn't something sound like a line. character that I would see Tom. Green yeah. Playing. It doesn't sound like it at all. So like he never likes very, I've seen few that portray him as weak. Yeah, I right. think that's in his contract. 
So yeah, or in his peoples. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> who's the key grip? And so uh, you know, he gets to the battlegrounds, and um, very shortly thereafter, he gets killed. Well, he, movie's over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, you, the night. thing is, is he gets killed next to this one certain alien, and it's got like this purple. It's it's like this purple blood or purple mm. goo inside of it, something like that. It's a it's a particular alien, um, and they're very rare. Well, when it dies, it like part of its liquid goes on to Tom Cruise, and he instantly wakes up to right where um, oh Bill Paxton is in it. Bill yeah. Paxton is he's like the drill sergeant that is like I don't give a shit where you're supposed to be or who you are. You're about to get your ass over here. Um, How far he he comes back to boot camp? He goes back like back to, the to the back battle? to the point of like realizing he's not going home. He, there's nothing he can do. He will be going to the front lines for this battle. But he's not on the front lines yet. Not yet. Yeah. He's like it's basically he's like in the barracks. Yeah, right, you're like yeah. basically just about <gasps> to pack your shit to go. Yeah. You know, um, you know maybe a couple go of, AWOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. AWOL. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like. Uh, so that's what, and so, you know, he's like, what the fuck just happened? You know? And yeah. so the second time, you, you kind of think he has like a final destination moment, you know, right. Do I see it, that? Do I experience it? Exactly. Yeah. And so he goes through it the second time and everything happens exactly the same, you know, it's like I got changed some shit here. Right. <laughs> and so he's trying to figure out what the hell he's going to do. Um, and eventually he runs into, uh, well, he goes to see Emily or is it Emily Blunt? Is that her name? Uh, yeah, Emily Blunt. Um, I like her. Yeah, no, she's oh, I good. I love Emily Blunt. And she's good in this, too. Yeah. Um, you still haven't seen A Quiet Place? Oh, man, you can no. see that. Yeah. Um, and so he goes to see her, but, like, the uh, she's a total fucking badass. Like, I forget her, um, her like, character's sub-name. It's like a nickname, you know, um, like Archangel or something like that. Um, Mr. Pickles? Sure, why not? You know? Um <laughs> And so, like, it's hard to even get there to be able to see her. Um, but eventually he makes his way to her and finds out that, like, she had the same thing happening. That's why she was such a badass. And, like... Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so now... They she, can't break the cycle? No. But see, the thing is, is now that it's happening to her, to him, if she dies, she dies. You know what I mean? Because there's already somebody looping? Right. Um, so only be one, it can you, only be you, one person. How do you find that out? Yeah, how do you find that out? <laughs> That's well, a good question. Um, like, who tells that rule? Who, because <laughs> I think there was rule. somebody previous to oh, her. To her. Okay, yeah, I yeah. think that's what the explanation sense. was. Um, and so now, every time that it, it resets, he goes and finds her, explains it and proves it to her, and they train. And so what he has to do is little by little, it's like, it's like video games in the 80s. Yeah. Little by little, you had to just... Get better. Get memorize better. every little thing that was going to happen and all the alternate possibles. So, I mean, just dying over and yeah. over and, and like I swear horrible. I've seen this, but I can't remember the details. It's of it. really good, man. Yeah. Um, How, this came out at the exact same time to another time travel movie that we didn't actually have on our list was The Adjustment Bureau. Remember, that was at the yeah. same exact oh, time. Oh, I don't remember that Damon one. I'm guessing oh. I'm confused. Yeah. About how, <clears throat> so how, com how come he can't just not go at all? Like, what's the consequences for him? I He's think, not able to change I the think stuff? He, I think I could be wrong because um, I didn't get a chance to brush up on this one. But I think, like, there's a point where he tries and 
just dies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, it's inevitable. Like, and I, if I'm, see, I kind of remember parts of, was there nothing else going on in the world? Like, we have to fight. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it was, like, it's you know, an invasion. It was, it was almost Starship Troopers. Like, even like, if you were to run, there would be nowhere to go. Yeah, there's Anyways, not like yeah. a city of people back home. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, all we have is this war. Yeah, Earth is <laughs> under siege, and it's us versus yeah. them, and that's all there is to it's it. It's cool. You know? I'll have to rewatch it. It's really good, man. Yeah. I mean, action I like, packed. I like to give Tom Cruise shit, but I like all his movies, so. Yeah, <laughs> action packed, and like, he, you know, he gets a good crew. Um, Bill Paxton, there's some really like funny scenes with him, oh, yeah. you with know, Bill Paxton? What? yeah, um, <laughs> because you know, like he, he tries on screen. I laughed. Yeah, no, he keeps trying to like tell him like, Hey, listen, like, you know, I know this and I know that and I've, I've done this and to, you know, and Bill Paxton's just like, Oh, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. And then something will happen. And Tom Cruise is like, yeah, I fucking told you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a really good movie. Cool. What you got? All right, no time travel list will be complete unless at least one of these movies is on there, so I picked my favorite. Absolutely. Back to the Future 2. Oh, uh, very nice. I love it. This one, yeah, this one really showed a lot of time travel. God, the we're, we're on the so good. The script for the first one was so yeah. good, but then they outdid themselves yeah. almost. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like the first one better. No, but it was it was a solid script. But it was like they when they sat down for number two, they were like, "All right, what's all that fun stuff we can do now, yeah. where we can continuously <laughs> have them jumping back and yeah. forth to different places, and to bring them back to that moment from number one was yeah. just genius." Yeah, yeah. because everyone had been exposed to that already. We knew. That when like, he was, oh wait, that's gonna happen in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like when he was under Strickland's desk, and you had no yeah, idea yeah. that that had even happened, and out right. the window you could see Biff and Lorraine fighting, and you're yeah. like, "Holy crap, man!" Yeah. It really, He's running around really with like great. the black leather jacket and the walkie-talkie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this was games. It, it started right off where the other one left off. Exactly. It was like which I love the, the roads yeah. where we're going. We're not gonna need roads. Yeah, that stuff happens. That's awesome because I remember coming out. Except it was a different actress. Yeah, I didn't care. Your girlfriend uh, got hotter. She became Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. <laughs> made up. <laughs> Sorry, other girl. <laughs> she does cons now just from the first one. Oh, you know, really? It's kind of su- shitty oh, for her. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I was in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> for those five minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a living. But this is the movie I would... If, if I went back in time, or if I went in the future, yeah. or was from the future and went back in time... You'd pull a Biff. Oh, sports, uh, sports, sports, sports almanac, almanac man. Yeah. Well, like when when his grandfather was like, the information in this book is worth millions, millions. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> it's worth is money, infinite. Like yeah, yeah. infinite <laughs> amount. He just of tosses money. it in the back seat, and I'm like, yeah. no, you keep it on you at all times. Yeah. You don't understand. I don't necessarily need all that money. Trying to explain something to an, an idiot, you know, that is in no way gonna listen to you. Not and just really, and not Biff just spent an a whole idiot, movie, but yourself. Yeah. yeah, you know, like and Biff spent a whole movie proving he was an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. If I ran into eighty-five-year-old Justin later today, yeah. I'd be like, dude, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you need to leave me alone. Unless you got some information. Yeah, right. Like, unless you got that sports almanac yeah. I was talking about earlier. How many <laughs> points is the Patriots going to be in the Chiefs spot next week? Just tell me that. 17. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was a great one, man. And this was this had everyone on board the second it was released oh, in the theater. I remember when it you was, saw it in it the was, theater. Everybody's on board when they saw the to be continued oh, at yeah. the end of the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You were like, Fuck like yeah. they better do this. Yeah. You know? oh. and, and I remember you saw it, and I ha- was not allowed to go to the movie theater at this time was during the Christian school. I remember you coming back and telling me, you were like, it just kind of ended, you know, and, and it, 
kind of it's continuing and it's continuing next summer remember it was like this big thing that yeah. that third part was going to come out next year which yeah. is did unheard it? of with did sequels it? yeah it did huh. and i ended up seeing that was the first like, movie maybe I they filmed some of it uh oh they probably started filming it right afterwards right out, i think right that's away. what they're doing now with the mission impossible did you hear they're doing two more two more one for 20 Ooh, and 20 uh 21 yeah. they must have done exactly what i said tom Just cruise is going. like i'm yeah. getting old yeah. i need yeah. to bust these Let's out now do two in a row and, and it's it done day. by the same guy christopher mccurry is going to come back and well, do and them. so my guarantee i almost guarantee they're going to film them consequently yeah who wants to put them. tom cruise in death pool yeah <laughs> 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 he's going to be in the injured pool i'm sure he always injures himself but yeah I mean, Just he can injure himself because he doesn't know how to say enough's enough. Yeah. Well, maybe the 2021 is the enough enough moment. Yeah. Start playing he's, dads He's going to be 60. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> hell, how old was Liam Neeson in uh, Taken? No, but was he, he that physical though? He wasn't he, that. He didn't physical. do a bunch of. Physical he wasn't stuff. jumping he, he off was, buildings. Yeah, that's he wasn't true. hanging <laughs> on <to> airplanes. <laughs> and yeah. the, uh, Halo jumping in sheer rock cliffs. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> he was nuts. But, he's uh, an adrenaline junkie, anyways. I think he is. So, but uh, Back to the Future too. Yeah, <laughs> how do we? I was just, movies? I was just about to say, what movie were we talking about again? <laughs> uh, a franchise that surprisingly Zemeckis said, as long as he's alive, they're not touching it. So, but I wish if, they, that if Zemeckis dies, you gotta be worried. But still, though, I I wish that they would. I, I, no, I would. I'm kind of cool I'm okay with it. I'm cool. I would go see a Back to the Future. Oh, film. everyone would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the uh, not to get off topic again, but that uh, that teaser for Ghostbusters that oh, came out. Oh, so Holy excited, crap, dude. dude. It, so it really, that, I saw some of those girl cast members were really pissed. Yeah, oh, screw that. I Whatever mean, though, dude. You, they, they got they got, they got uh, Ivan like, Reitman's son to do it, and he's one of the best directors right now. Yeah. Anyways, he directed Juno. We directed a whole bunch of shit. So having Jason Reitman yeah. do his father's movie, yeah. any of the original, and, yeah, they've all tweeted. I I uh, was following uh, Rick Moranis. Uh, uh, now that would be an interesting thing if, the, if he can accomplish love that, that. If he dude. can, if Jason oh, Reitman can accomplish, he kind of ditched Hollywood, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah. But he came back to do that Goldberg thing, but he was under Dark Helmet's right, mask. Yeah. You didn't get to see him. Yeah. So uh, if anyone could do it, I bet Jason Reitman could talk him into doing it. And that would be phenomenal. But Dan Aykroyd tweeted, "Ray is ready when you need me." That's so and I'm great. like, oh my god! And then something similar with uh, Bill Murray. No, Ernie uh, Hudson, Ernie Hudson yeah. tweeted that he was ready to go, That's and I'm so I'm great. sure he's going to get uh, Bill Murray part of it. Uh, it's a big Twinkie. So, <laughs> it, but that is a example of the power of music during that trailer and sound effects. Oh yeah, absolutely. When you saw the uh, uh, the Ecto One and you heard the sounds and you heard yeah. the power uh, packs, the pow- the, yeah, the, uh, oh, charge so up, you're like, oh my god, yeah. I was so excited. Happy as shit. Apparently, don't say another right bar. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna owe some money. Kevin Smith had a a huge conversation with Jason Reitman, uh, and he said that he had sworn in the secrecy to not mention it because it hadn't dropped yet. Yeah. And apparently, the next day he made that trailer. They went and filmed that trailer at the barn and everything. And they that's were like, awesome. People are super stoked now. And I can understand the other uh, the girls being pissed but- because. And I like that movie. I thought I it was too. good. No, I thought it was I thought, funny. I thought it was good, but the bottom line is, is the fans wanted... Not what they wanted. The fans wanted a Ghostbusters yeah. movie that we know and love. And I, like And you there's said, still a way to connect those two universes. Absolutely. They could easily connect those two yeah. universes together. Well, it's going to be more difficult now because they worked those actors into those right. roles. Right, yeah, exactly. Not as much as the, the Dan Aykroyd and all of them roles, but the Ernie Hudson of her, him playing right. uh, Leslie Jones' yeah. uncle. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. So chances are they're not that that part of the universe is dead. Yeah. And especially when this one comes out, it's everything everyone wants to see. Yeah. It's done by the director's son, and he just kills it. So 
Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2. <laughs> <laughs> What's favorite moments? Let's talk about our favorite moments from Back to the Future 2 because this is a lot, man. I love the the continuity. Like, you know he's going to go to the diner. The, the, and the One manure. thing that I like about the yeah. whole series of this movie is kind of, and maybe they don't show it in 3 as much, but the uh, that town square. Oh, they show it, it in 3. Yeah. The different t- I mean, I know they have it in the West. Yeah. But it's not. But they show the clock tower being built. They show the uh, yeah. where that diner would be is where the saloon is. Every time Biff comes in, he said, McFly. Yeah. But I, a- I just like the uh, hoverboard. Oh, the scene. hoverboard yeah. scene, I- man. <laughs> <laughs> Hoverboards don't work on water <laughs> unless you've got power. <laughs> <laughs> the bulldog, and it goes, yeah. Vroom. That was pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I also love the element in number two where they – they show they started in one where you saw the picture with the the siblings disappearing. Yeah. But in this way, where you had the newspaper, or uh, Doc Brown is uh, committed, and committed, and yeah. then uh, later on it's commended, and then they just uh, things changing. You know, yeah. here lies uh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yellow <laughs> belly. Or go down like that. And, yeah. <laughs> the biggest yellow belly. Yeah. <laughs> but. One of my favorite things, and I know it's very uh, reminiscent to what we're experiencing in America right now, but when he goes back and Biff fucks everything up. Oh, my God. And, and it's in, like, Vegas-type stuff. And oh, you get to yeah. see all that stuff. And he wakes up just like he does in all the other ones, but Lorraine's got big, fake boobs because, yep. uh, mm. uh, I almost said Trump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Biff made her get it. He looked just <laughs> like He did. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just great, man. And I, I love how they connected the... Uh, the 1955 uh, version. It was just so great where you saw him like under the table, but he could see the, him up on stage and everything. Or when he knocks himself out with the door when he's coming out of the uh, yeah. thing. And you can't just, be in the same place at the same time. God, man, it just it was, doesn't work. They went next level with it. They, yeah. I mean, you really have to have a mind, a certain type of brain and a mind to be able to work these... A good time travel movie out. And I've, I've yeah. written a time travel movie, and I really enjoy it, and hopefully it'll get out there. But it, it's a difficult thing to do, man, yeah, to I be can able to make connections. The scene with Strickland on the porch. Oh, yeah. When he goes back. Oh, yeah. When he realizes that the whole neighborhood into a shithole. The whole neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Shit. Or he jumps into his bedroom window and he's, oh, in, there's a, there's he's a in a little black girl and sitting in his Screaming her head off. Yeah. Oh, God. God, it's so fun, man. Yeah, this was a great And movie. it set three up. Yeah, set three up perfectly. Each yep. one of them set each other up, and then that last one ended it. That's why I was completely fine with it being done. You know, mm-hmm. they had it bookended very nicely. I mean, not, I like to see all those back, things like I, everyone else, but. it's This is one of those ones I can put in the first one and watch them all three in a row. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'll tell you one thing I would not stand for is a reboot. Like, a, we're oh, yeah, going to yeah, do yeah. like an this all over. Yeah, yeah, no, fuck that. There is nobody that will ever play those characters. Yeah, but. It's true. Is Christopher Lloyd still alive? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's still going to cons and everything. Is he really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's right. Yeah, I saw them on... Uh... He's in Piranha, man. Loved him in Piranha. <laughs> Piranha <laughs> yeah, 1 and right, 2. Yeah. He was great. That's the crazy scientist. It's uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, he's going to cons too. So, All right. <laughs> like I'm Jim from Taxi. <laughs> Jim McCarthy. <laughs> great. All right. So my next one here, and this was a one that I had recently gone up north, and I go through my cousin has a... Uh, DVD uh, slash video game slash toy store that I obsess with when I go up there. And every time I go up there, I go in his back room where he's got all his DVDs set and I go through all of them. And last time I went up there, I picked up like 80 movies. And this movie was one of them. My cousin's going through them all to see what I came up with and everything. He's like, I'm going to give you a great deal on those. I'll give you until like 
50 cents each. Oh, and shit. He's like, except for this one right here. And he pulled one out of the stack. And he's like, this one can't come home with you. This one's going to have to come <laughs> home with me. And I was like, ah. Oh. I said, that sucks. He said, I didn't know it was back there, man. And it was this movie, 1979's Time After Time. And I oh, love this friggin' movie, man. It's so, just what, So what are you saying? It's hard to find. What's that? Are you you're saying it's yeah, hard to find? No, I I recently bought it for like ten bucks, oh, but you? it's okay. uh it's one of those ones that you don't see very often at used DVD places because if you're in the know, and this was an a great concept movie that starred uh, Malcolm McDowell, who's famous for obviously Clockwork Orange. No, uh, oh, that's Roddy. McDowell. That's Roddy McDowell. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell from uh, Clockwork Orange, and uh, David Warner from Time Bandits. Nice. Uh, and the, this, just the synopsis of this is just so fascinating to me. So Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells, the real H.G. Wells, you know, the, uh, the author and inventor. And he uh, obviously he's uh, done some great stuff. He wrote the movie. He wrote the book, The Time Machine and uh, what uh, I own a Dr. Moreau and all the d- different famous things. So he's playing himself and he's in London and and uh, shit, it must be like 18 something 1886 or something like that similar i think it was the, around the same period but in london so it was also around the same period as jack the ripper was out killing women in the streets oh yeah so what happens is you've got h.g e. wells played by malcolm mcdowell you've got jack the ripper played by david warner and they're actually friends and they're at a party at the very beginning of the movie the movie starts off very quickly where they're at a party and Malcolm McDowell is taking his his guests into the next room, this small group, probably like seven or eight people, to the next room to see the time machine that he's built. Hmm. And he's explaining the time machine to him, and he says, this is what I've done. I'm going to go in the back, and this key is super important because it's like a recall key that if you put it in there, and if you have it in there, you can... You can basically recall yourself back to that right moment, but if you don't have that key, mm-hmm. you can't do that. And there's this another part of this that he pulls out, and it's this glowing kind of rod. And he was like, this has to be in there. If it's pulled out, you're just it, – it kind of keeps the whole thing working. If, if you pull it out, you're just going to be stuck in the time without – into the time portals right. without a, any just kind of machine the... to get you out. You'll be trapped oh. in kind of in the in-between. Oh. So don't ever rub a band around that. <laughs> yeah. So he's explained to all the guys, and they're fascinated, but they're kind of skeptical, and they they go back in to have their brandies and everything. He's just like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to jump in the uh, future? Are you going to see what's going on? He says, no. He says, yeah, I think I might go in the future a little bit, or maybe I'll go in the past. It's very Doc Brown-like thing yeah. where he's kind of planning it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the uh, Scotland Yard shows up at the front door, and they were like, uh, your friend. one of your party guests we think is Jack the Ripper. He's just slaughtered someone down the street. And we actually see him kill somebody too with that curved ass. Oh yeah. Vicious yeah, yeah. shit. Oh fuck. And they're, uh, <clears throat> they were like, we need to search. I believe I'll we, go into the past yeah. then. <laughs> so we need to search all this stuff. And they don't realize David Warner's not in the room anymore. And they find his bag and in his bag is the knife. It's blood stuff. It's, it's oh, all Jack Ripper's like, uh, his, toolbox. His kill kit. <laughs> his oh, kill fuck. kit basically. And they were like, that's Dr. So-and-so's thing. He wasn't called Jack. It was John something mm. is what he went by. <clears throat> and they go in the next room and, uh, Malcolm McDowell like drops to the ground realizing my time machine is gone. Damn. And Jack the Ripper friggin' uh took it. Stole it. it. Stole it. <laughs> I hope he wrote the stuff down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh all of a sudden the time machine shows back up and he's not in it. He he got out of it, but the, it recalled back because it had the key in it. Yeah. So now it's there and he's gotta uh go back, base go forward. He goes to like nine it's gotta be nineteen 
the movie was 79, so I would imagine it was pretty close to that time period because, uh, yeah, it was, I, I would say it's probably the uh, the present would be 79. So he goes so back. Almost 100 years. And uh, apparently it shows up right where his house would have been, which is now a museum in the exhibit of H.G. Wells. And he, he oh, gets wow. back there with the security guard getting, get off of that exhibit, get out of that <laughs> exhibit. And he's like, doesn't know what the hell's going on, grabs the key, puts it in his pocket, and uh, kind of stumbles out. And the, you could tell that the uh, security guard has dealt with us all day. And he's like, everyone's always screwing with these exhibits. <laughs> so he doesn't fuck with them. But he goes outside. He doesn't know what's going on. And he realizes... That's a big change, right? A hundred years at least? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was big. And he, the same guy who wrote this or directed it, Nicholas Meyer, directed uh, Star Trek Four and Star Trek Six. And there was a lot of elements in this that he went and reused in Star Trek Four. Mm. One of them being him going to the pawn shop to sell his glasses uh, to get some money. And then he gets money and he realizes he has to go... Uh, he he's got some money that he needs to go to a different to a bank to exchange it. And he finds one of the London ba- uh, banks uh, there in. I think it's San Francisco. I think it's San Francisco where he shows up. And uh, working there is uh, also not uh, a stranger for time travel movies, uh, Mary Steenburgen from uh, Back to the Future 3. Yeah. And uh, the great uh, Last Man on Earth. Man, she's awesome in that movie. Yeah. Too. You ever watch that show? <laughs> yeah. so I've seen a few episodes. I've only, yeah, I've only yeah. seen it for like season two or three, but I fucking love and, uh, it. So she works at the bank, and he asks her, did you, uh, did you see another Englishman come in here? Like earlier today, and sure as shit, she says, "Yeah." Mm. She says, "I did." And uh, she asks him out on a date, and they go on a date, and they start kind of this relationship where she's showing him stuff around town. He doesn't know what anything is, doesn't want telephones are, wow. all this stuff. So you got to see a whole bunch of crazy stuff happen uh, with her. And uh, what's great about um, this is David Warner comes back to the uh, to the bank, and he realizes it shortly afterwards that. Uh, she that she knows that um, she gives away that Malcolm McDowell's there. And they actually have a like face to face like pretty soon because he shows up to his uh, his hotel because that's where Mary St- um, Steenburgen tells him that he had gone. And uh, he's I ain't coming back, man. He's uh, says, I can tell you right now. He's uh, this is the uh, place where I was meant to be. And he's already killing people. And it's right after Zodiac. And people nice. are at the thing are like, Zodiac must be back because oh, Zodiac's shit. killing people uh, in the streets and slashing their throats. So one by one, he starts killing people. And at one point, Malcolm McDowell has Zodiac to take... Uh, Malcolm McDowell has to take Mary Steenburgen to the exhibit to prove it to her because he tells her what's going on. She doesn't believe it. And he takes her to the exhibit and he says, he says, get in the exhibit. He says, get into the time machine. I'm going to take us forward four days mm. to Saturday. And they take her for, uh, forward four days and they get out and she's like, all right, well, this was uneventful. Obviously, getting jumping forward four days and you're in the uh, museum when it's closed is not going to look any different. Right. So they get out into the uh, lobby and they grab the paper and they were like, see, see how uh, the date has changed and everything. Right. And uh, they look down and they realize that she was killed the night before. And you're like, how the hell could that happen oh, if wow. she was not there? Right. So it's kind of throwing the audience for a loop. Like there's two of you uh, once you jump. Well, no, it, it's a lot more simple than that. It oh, was it? it was more uh, 
Jack the Ripper showed up at her house, and this isn't spoiling the ending, but Jack the Ripper shows up to her house and slaughters her roommate so bad that they can't even identify her, so they assume it's her. Oh, wow. Uh, not her roommate, her friend. Her friend showed up because they were supposed to go to dinner, too. Because for a while, I was uh, watching the movie, you're like constantly like, wait, how is this possible? Right. She was not there. He's she going should not have been died. Rolodex of rules. So I'm like, this yeah. is yeah. such a major plot <laughs> hole in this thing. Yeah, right. And then it comes out that that's this actually what happened. garbage. <laughs> just by the time they were gone, though, he's killed three people so they know where it happens yeah. uh, so they know if they show up at the park at this point and thing they might be able to uh, uh, he just loves capture man and he's a vicious shite in this movie man he's he awesome he should have gone back further than when he was instead of into the future it's probably easier to kill back then maybe I mean but <laughs> no DNA yeah, evidence exactly he loved he loved it He, you got to see him like uh, I don't think Malcolm McDowell ever changes his clothes. It's the same clothes from back in the like 1800s, where Malcolm McDowell has got, or uh, David Warner has got like the most fly outfit you can imagine, yeah. with the shades on and everything. Yeah, man. And he adapts really well. He's like, right. I love this place. I kill people all day long. He said these people are surrounded by debauchery. They're not going to give a shit. So yeah. it was fun, man. It was fun to see two real life characters thrown into a time travel yeah. movie. Like uh, being like friend and foe at the same time, it was very inventive. It's one of those things when someone tells you the story behind it, you're like, "Well, that's pretty ingenious." So yeah, time after time, check it out if you can find it. Hell yeah! And my cousin Eric has it up north. <laughs> Go find him. <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me no, Paul. Yeah, he'll add twenty. Land of electronics. <laughs> Land of electronics. Eastern Mass. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I got a couple alternates on here. <laughs> wait, um, wait a minute, alternates. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Well, go go to your number one first. <laughs> uh, I thought we've talked about it. No, 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 man. No, man. You got one well, you more. You got one more on there. And there's one you didn't talk about if you got five. You haven't talked about number two. Oh, shit. I thought we started with that one. <laughs> nope. Jesus Christ, man. I'll Sorry. work you through this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you back on the sauce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Coming in at number one. Shit. Uh... <laughs> Men in Black 3. Hell yeah. <laughs> you better remember that movie. Sorry, uh, all this time travel's got my brain confused. <laughs> Me and Dave actually just watched this movie. That's yesterday. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Skip the one we watched. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, so you got uh, a little bit of Tommy Lee Jones. You got Will Smith. Yeah. And then uh, somebody who's been super popular. Yeah, he was super good in this movie, too. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Like, <laughs> he kind of, if he looked, he kind of looked like what Tommy Lee Jones would have looked like. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah, does a great absolutely. Tommy Lee Jones impression. Yeah, in this absolutely. Movie. Didn't they put hey, like slick. a prosthetic on it? Yeah. No, I don't think he did anything. I think, I it, was know, just, anything. I think it was just Josh. Yeah. He, they slicked his hair black and everything. And but yeah, he looked exactly the same. 50 hours of footage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. absolutely. And it's weird when we're watching this, we were like, you know, it's weird that they did not tackle time change till number three. Yeah. You know, because it was perfect. It, it worked great for this one. Yeah, and um who was the who was the villain? Um, he was the in the middle there. Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Yeah. Boris. You could you would never even Boris the Animal. Yeah, Boris the Animal. It's just Boris. It's just Boris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um he had that like creepy He was a thing. crazy oh, creature, yeah. man. Yeah, I'd never seen anybody do anything where like 
Well, Men in Black are kind of famous for these types of creatures and characters, too. Barry Soddenfield has done all three of them, and he, like, you think of the Edgar in the Edgar suit. Of yeah. Number one, yeah. the craziness of number two with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. On a swing. And, his skin was hanging off his bone. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it definitely looked like it was from the Men in Black universe, but it oh, looked yeah. evil as shit, for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude, and that creepy thing that went into Carl, his hands. Oh, yeah. Like, shot the quills. And, and those things were yeah. powerful, oh, yeah. dude. There oh, was yeah, that man. point where they were holding a steel door, and it's still, like, Pushed them over the edge of oh, a yeah. building, like. And this started with that great prison break, like on the moon. Yeah, like the Lunar Max. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love that they they created. That's a very ingenious. They could do a whole movie just on that. Oh yeah, prison on the moon. Absolutely. Oh man, I gotta write that. Yeah, that's <laughs> <one>. copywritten. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, let's see. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones ends up dying, right? Yeah. Because um, Zed Zed dies. Zed's already dead. His his. Zed. His Zed's dead, dead, Zed's baby. dead, baby. <laughs> um, his eulogy, Tommy Lee Jones' eulogy for Zed is absolutely yeah. hysterical, though. It's like, Zed never invited me over to his house. He never asked me out for drinks. He never told me a single detail about his personal <laughs> yeah. life. He was a good partner. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and so um, Will Smith has to go back in time and the other cool thing is how Boris only has one arm. Yeah. You know, but when they go back, it's almost yeah. a hot tub time machine, like yeah. where you keep wondering when he's going to lose that arm. You well, know? and it, it was great before Tommy Lee died. He, they have that encounter with Boris, and he, he tells him, he says, you've died already in the past. You just don't know it yet. Right, yeah. And so you knew, he, and, and he kind of realized, he came to the conclusion like he was going to do something that was going to have major repercussions. Yeah. Because remember when he sat down with his rifle and he just sat down in that chair at his house? Mm-hmm. And then the next day when no one even knows who the hell K was, you realized, well, I guess that didn't turn out well at the house because right. he ended up dying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the guy, the little character that they... Yeah, uh, Michael he's Stromberg. Good. Yeah, he's, he's awesome really from... Uh, Oh, we first, have, first we have to talk about uh, the SNL guy playing w- Andy Warhol. Oh my God, <laughs> Bill oh, Hader! Yeah. Bill Hader! Oh my <laughs> God, that he killed that one scene. So in that good, movie. yeah, oh, dude. And, and then to find out, like he's like completely undercover. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, really he got to get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm painting. I'm painting soup cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, he goes back. <laughs> I, yeah. I love the guy in the bottom right there. Who he's the one that kind of has to tell them how to use the time traveling right. device. Yeah, because Boris uses he has two of them. This guy, one guy at like a pawn shop or something, has two time travel devices. Boris uses one. Yeah, and then Will Smith comes and gets the other one, and then you you get to see how he uses it. Why don't you explain how he gets back in time? Do you remember? So <laughs> they have to like drop him off the top of a building, the Empire State to... Building. Yeah, that's what. It is. Yeah, <laughs> then it's not even drop. He has to physically jump. And then, oh, this guy's explaining it to him. When this fluid fills up, you're going to have to hit that button, but it's going to happen like two feet off the ground. Yeah. Oh wear these goggles God. because you're going to kind of get confused with the you know the air whipping at your face. <laughs> oh, plus, you look really cool when you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Will Smith's like, I'm not jumping off this building. He's like, dude, time jump. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to. If you want to do this, you're jumping off this building. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, it's really great. And remember... They show him like jumping through time. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, neat yeah. to watch it, the building get you older. Know, you're going backwards, and I think at one point doesn't he? Was dinosaurs? He, at he one goes point dinosaurs and, like, and everything, but then it shoots him back up. But it yeah. was quick, so it yeah. was a cool little 
like insight, like but slingshots was, him back up to the top of the uh, Empire State Building when he finally gets his. Yeah, it's almost like uh, like uh, Looney Tunes. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like the yeah, it does it brings know? him right back up, and then uh, all of a sudden he's in like 1969 or yeah. was it something it's like that? Something like that. I, I'll tell you, just one of my favorite. 69. It was a moon launch. Yeah, moon launch. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, definitely was one of my favorite scenes, and it's fucked up, but it's hilarious. Is where he's driving in the blue Cadillac and he gets pulled over by the two oh, cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, What does someone of your ethnic persuasion <laughs> do for a type of job to have a car like this wearing a suit like that? You know? And, and like they get him out of the car and they end up pulling out like his men in black gun <laughs> yeah, and they pull and out the neuralizer, neuralizer yeah. and he's like, All right, but I want to talk to my lawyer before you firmly press down on that button on the left, you know? And they're like, press the button. And he does it. And he turns around and he's like, all right, now, just because you see a black man driving a Cadillac does not mean that he stole that car. Well, I stole this one, but still. (laughs) It's just just too funny, you know? What really made is that dynamic, you know, when he finally meets up with with, uh, Josh Brolin, and he could tell immediately that it's the Tommy Lee Jones character. He doesn't believe him, but remember the one time when he's... When he has him strapped in that huge neuralizer, and he's kind of calling his bluff, yeah, and yeah. everything, and he he's basically trying to break Will Smith down, so he finally tells him the truth. So Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, yeah. Will Smith literally breaks it down to him. I'm from the future. Yeah. We're after this guy named Boris the Animal and everything. Yeah. And then they do that two beats where he's looking at Josh Brolin, and Josh Brolin goes, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> he's right, like, slick. "That you believe?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah um, and then he's on board, and you get to see the Bill Hader scene, and then he meets up with Michael Stromberg, who's awesome in this dude, movie. Yeah, man. like he's a really great actor. Anyways, if you've seen Boardwalk Empire, he's one of the mob bosses in it, and he, yeah. he's played a couple he's different good. characters. The, the good thing about Men in Black too is they'll always throw in a few other ancillary, yeah, characters, mutants right. for you to get like that big giant fish he fights in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was really good in this as basically kind of he was kind of like one of those uh, the seer the seers that are in the Marvel movies with the big heads that sit on the planets and they watch everything. Yeah, yeah, and they know every time period and what happens. Right, and that's basically what he is. You know, he's got he's got those crazy eyes and he knows every variation yeah. of everything. Is either going to be the time we all get killed? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or he's not going to like that. Oh, I'm so glad this wasn't the moment when we crash landed. Or yeah, something like that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and so he's got to help them kind of accomplish what they need to accomplish, which is basically put stopping, a shield, stopping Boris. Yeah, the Arknet, which is a shield that they need to put on top of the like uh, space shuttle. The space shuttle that's yeah. going to be launched. I love how they tied that in with an actual event. You know? Yeah, absolutely. The same with the the Mets game that they were watching and uh, oh uh, yeah, out. he's. This That's is my favorite it. moment in this. That is good. Don't ruin the ending. Uh, okay. Uh, oh. I, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you find out some That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, There's some really wanna... cool stuff that yeah. goes on. And uh, yeah, it, it's a great time travel movie. Anytime where they can connect all those dots just perfectly yeah. i mean that's that's all i really need when i'm watching a time travel movie make it make your rules clear and distinct and then connect all the dots and then the go end. right to the edge of them yeah you know like yeah and then do what everything you want all and the time. then don't cross the streams <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there was one moment in that uh in that movie where i thought was a loss and i told dave when we were watching it i hope this happens because it, it happens in several movies uh time travel related where there there is the like there's a scene towards the end where Boris the 
the future the future character is in the same space as Boris the younger character and Will Smith is fighting the younger character while Josh Brolin is fighting the older one right and I and they didn't do this moment but I would have loved to have seen uh, Will Smith kill the younger version and have the older one just disappear. Oh, I was yeah. like, why didn't that happen? They didn't one, do yeah. that. They yeah. actually just uh, it just knocked him off That's or something. True. They didn't kill him, so he yeah. didn't disappear. So I was I was disappointed in that aspect, but still a great movie. Yeah. All right, Dave, what you got? Do you have a number one? Because Justin apparently didn't. Yeah. I have a number one. I, I've still got all in, in, <laughs> in, in a feat of coordination between all of us. It's Groundhog Day. Which we didn't realize it was ground. This was going to be dropped on Groundhog yeah. Day. No, we did. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're brilliant. <laughs> it is. It's one of those great time travel movies where you don't think of time travel right at the first, but it's certainly it's, happening. The Definitely. thing is, though, is like, and I love this movie, uh, but they never explain. No, no, at that's all. The brilliance of at this. all. Yeah. Like, there's why, a lot of time travel in, movies. Why I get into? Yeah. Why get into it? Yeah. Right. My favorite part of this whole movie is. Like time travel, which I would imagine, it if you were to do it in this level, he has to save the same people every yeah. time. Remember, yeah. he had to yeah. save the guy choking. Yep. He had to save the guy falling yeah. out of the tree. Maybe I won't be here tomorrow. Yeah. You, I'll never see think you tomorrow. Me. You never think <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so I'm not gonna give the plot of. Well, well, maybe maybe we we'll just talk about some favorite. Scenes no, you can give the plot about him reliving it the same. So day this is uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill Murray, not Bill Murray. <laughs> what's Bill Murray's oh, character's yeah, what name? What is his character name in this? Who? Oh, Bill Murray. Oh, what's his character? Yeah, what's his character? Yeah. It's not Phil, is it? Uh, yeah, Phil. Phil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is. It okay. is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. He's a weatherman at a New York, a leading New York uh, news station. News station. He's a yeah. weatherman, so yeah. he gets assigned to go do. I imagine this is a big deal. Punks of Tony. They have yeah. a festival every year. They yeah. bring that little rat out of his box. See shadow. No see shadow. Punks of Tony Phil. Yeah. Oh, like the groundhog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you could tell he phones this in. He's kind of a. Yeah. He's, he's not happy about this. He's done it. He yeah, well, like he's done it for years and years. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't want to. Even though Andy McDowell is excited, Chris Elliott's excited. They're all excited, and he's like, whatever. So he Love goes the up there. In this. Yeah, I know. He's kind of like. You mentioned this is Harold of, Ramis. That's right. This, this, is, no, this was the last one they did. And it really? starts this right where they got he into checks a big in fight. to the bed and breakfast. And he meets the people, stuff happening. Yeah. That happened every day. It's kind of yeah. fun to watch the evolution. So put of that your thing. little hands <laughs> in mine. Or the running into Stephen Tobolowsky. Oh, yeah. Ned? Ned? Needle nose red. Ned, Ned Ryerson. Oh, Watch that first step. It's a doozy. I think my favorite one of all of those is when he like snuggles up next to him and he's like, "Oh, I've thought about you. I've missed you." <laughs> oh, he's yeah, like, yeah, "Can't yeah. you just call in sick today?" Out. Yeah, he creeps him out. And he runs, he away. runs away. I mean, when he meets the other one of the other Murray brothers in the bar. Uh, was he a Murray brother, the, the heavier set? Dave? Well, yeah. the guy who choked. Was yeah, he was Brian like Doyle. the master. Of no, no, but the drunks with him. Oh and no, that's that's Rick Dukerman and Duke. Rick Overton. We could do anything we want. <laughs> There'd be right no on, consequences. Right on the railroad tracks. Yeah. That one I actually believe in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that oh, he was great. Like Rick Overton and Rick Dukerman. Rick Dukerman's from uh, the Burbs. Yeah. He's yeah. the neighbor that with with Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah. Awesome. It. And Rick Overton was one of the brownies from Willow. Yeah. Uh, man, he was so I would, funny. I would too. love to see him and Oliver Platt together. Oh, God. That would be a Dukerman great... Dukerman or the other guy? Uh, the all first guy. All four of those guys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
They were great together. I, I love when he randomly went up to that cute girl at the diner and asked all her oh, information. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. high school did you go to? What, yeah, who was your, who was your yeah. science teacher? And yeah, everything. And then yeah. the next day just worked it to be able to, uh, yeah. to get laid. But and... she makes chip no- noises like a chipmunk. <laughs> she gets really excited. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the death scenes, you know, oh, yeah. when he realized... That was depressing, it, dude. It, it was weird at some point because <laughs> you kind of felt bad because he was doing things that were that would have caused pain yeah. that you necessarily weren't going to uh, die yeah. automatically. <laughs> Where he electrocuted himself, where he jumped off the jumped roof off of the, the building. building. was sad. Like, he was, you could tell he was just at his wits end with yeah. that one. Like, and then, he, I mean, you'd... He was very depressed for a, yeah. for a good chunk of period of time until you realized the, what he could accomplish. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. And even when it was striking out <laughs> with Andy McDowell. Famous, most famous student. Yeah. For one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, playing, like, oh, oh, he just sucked. So great at it, man. I always wonder if, like, you know, okay, so the day after Groundhog Day, did he get caught for robbing the money from the bank? <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, he well, stole that, day, he it, stole it that money every day. Well, it all depends probably if it happened day. on the last day. On the last day, he just hung out with Andy McDowell, so he would probably was not doing that. No, he still had to go through the whole routine. I don't think he had to do the money, though. I don't think he stole the money on the last but day. But he had to learn to play piano. Yeah, well, that day he may have done, See? and saving the choking guy. Every day. But there was no reason for him to uh, steal the money. Movie. That that wasn't... Uh, that wasn't Justin contin- wants that to, wasn't Justin wants to believe that he would do it in that groundhog. There were several the day after groundhog do. day. I mean, it, it turned into quick change because he didn't. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't kill himself every day after. Yeah. Too, I'm, a, so. I'm a crying on the inside yeah. kind of clown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what kind of clown are you? Yeah. This was one of those fabulous movies that everyone loved. No one dislikes Groundhog Day. No. I watch it every February second, so apparently I'm going to be watching this next Saturday because yeah. I own it. And it's, Don't uh, drive it's, angry. It's a great movie to watch, <laughs> man. It's and how many other <laughs> Groundhog Day movies are there? You know, and this movie kind of inspired that new Happy Death Day, which got super famous now. Do you know about Happy Death Day? No. The number two is coming out in like a week. Really? Uh, it's where a girl is. Oh, I did uh, see that. She's with she's the murdered. Clown, the clown follows yeah. her around, and yeah, uh, yeah with a weird porcelain type yeah, face yeah, but yeah. she's I killed see that. and she has to relive the same day over and over again and she has to she has the whole day to figure out who kills her right and everything and the sequel looks even better than the first one oh, wow. so it's, it's very interesting and a concept that you're basically piggybacking on Groundhog Day yeah. obviously well so is Edge of Tomorrow I mean I mean yeah a little bit they changed the genre right yeah which is important yeah if it's outside genre, I don't mind if you use a framework or something else. Yeah. But like you said, it's a it's time travel movie that we don't figure out why or how. I mean, most of these time after time they use a time machine. Yeah. Late for tomorrow they use the cryogenics. The uh, they but it's government it's, testing in another one. You know, it, that's the cool thing about time travel. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Like we haven't invented it, yeah. so right. you can just say you whatever. could do is something as silly as, oh. "Hey, this time machine it's, has, radiation makes it happen." <laughs> this, or, this hot tub yeah. dumping like uh, energy Russian drink energy could drink. turn into a uh, now that one I believe more than any of <laughs> Russian energy drink. Uh, the hell is uh, in that thing? Yeah. <laughs> Beetroot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I left my favorite for the end here, and I highly suggest. I can't recommend this movie uh, more. Is 2000s frequency i absolutely freaking love this movie and it has everything i want to see in a time travel movie and i don't think you've seen this so i've I'm never gonna, even heard I'll, of it. I'll, I'll i'll touch on some key elements and keep the uh the major stuff that happens at the end because it has a phenomenal ending we and saw this together several i owned it so i watched it several times i've probably seen it 20 25 times i think i i told our brother matt about it and matt's like holy crap that movie you told me about it's it's just next level with the type of stuff that they accomplished in this movie Hmm. so what you're dealing with very good very amazing script so what you're dealing with is you have 
I guess I'll start from uh, the Dennis Quaid point of view. Dennis Quaid is a firefighter uh, in New York. And he has a great family. Has uh, his wife is uh, she was in the show Lost. She's really great in that. She's great in this. He's got a uh, little. He's got a best friend. Uh, uh, he's got his best friend who's uh, Andre Brewer uh, from uh, yeah from, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. In this, he's, he's amazing he's in this great, movie. Dude. This is one of the best things he's ever done. Uh, he's got a little kid who's like eight or nine years old, and his little kid has a uh, a best friend, this little ginger best friend who they hang out all the time with, and they it's got like this perfect family. Mm. So we're telling that story, but at the same time, we're telling a story in the future of uh, Dennis Quaid's little kid grown up, mm-hmm. and. At both periods in time, the Aurora Borealis is going on in New York. I mean, this isn't oh, wow. like this isn't Greenland or Alaska where you usually see this type of thing, uh, or Iceland. It's happening in New York, and it's, ra- it's, it's rare, before. but it's happened before. And what's going on is you get to see uh, Jim Caviezel playing the the adult version of Dennis Quaid's son, and he's a cop, and he's his partner now is Andre Brewer, who used to be best friends with Dennis Quaid, so he's had a connection with him his whole life, and they're trying to solve these series of murders and everything, and at the same time, we're we're wondering how are these things connected, and Dennis Quaid dies in this horrible uh, fire accident when he's probably in his like mid 30s right at the time period that we're following him with his son and everything uh-huh. and so jim caviezel grows up without his dad and he's kind of in this broken relationship and, and everything and they're digging out his dad's old ham radio and we get to see his dad at the beginning talking on the ham radio uh to different places and they they mention they mention it in the movie that he usually only could get to the other coastline and everything but with the aurora borealis going on he's getting to places in like China and Japan that he's oh, wow. never been able to reach before. Yeah. So <clears throat> Jim Caviezel pulls out uh, his dad's old ham radio uh, with, uh, you know, Noah Emmerich, who's uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Truman Show, his best friend mm-hmm. that comes and visits him with a six-pack of beer every time something oh, yeah, goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's Jim Caviezel's best friend, who is the little red-headed kid growing up. Uh-huh. So he said, oh, it's your dad's old ham radio. Can we hook it up and everything? And they hook it up. And Jim Caviezel goes to something. He comes back and he get he starts playing around with it, and he's talking to his father from nineteen sixty nine. Oh shit! He, and they realize it. They were like, "Oh, are you from New York?" And he says, "Yeah, I'm from New York," and everything. And uh, he ends up. Uh, he says he talk. He's talking to his. Uh, he mentions his son, and he calls him Little Chief, and that's what his father used to call him. Uh-huh. And he's like. He's like, you call your son Little Chief? He's like, that's weird. My dad used to call me Little Chief. Where you say you, uh, uh, what'd you say your name was? And he said his name, Frank Sullivan, which is his dad's name. And right. He, he's like, is this some kind of joke? He says, Gordy, which is the Noah Emmerich character. He said, Gordy, you're playing a joke on me. This isn't funny. Yeah. And he's he's like, hey, and the, it starts breaking up and everything. And all of a sudden it goes silent. And Jim Caviezel's like, whoa, that was friggin' weird. Yeah, that's He says, I don't know what the hell happened there. And <clears throat> he can't wait to get it back on so he gets back on the uh uh on the line with him mm-hmm. and says and they finally are realizing it and he's like this is strange he says don't call me anymore and he says you the same he says i don't know who's playing this joke on you and everything he says my father died back in this date at this time and and dennis quaid thinks he's like that's tomorrow he says you saying i die tomorrow oh and shit. he's like he he knows that the, the 
thing starts breaking. He's like, it happens at the warehouse. Don't go to the warehouse. He says, Satch always said that if you went the other way and you went against your instincts, you would uh, it would have turned out better for you. This is what Andre Brewer already uh, says. Uh-huh. And then the line goes dark. And uh, Dennis Quaid is upstairs looking at his son in bed. And he's like, what the hell is That's going on crazy, here? Yeah. And so the next day he's meeting Satch, who's Andre Brewer and Gordy, for a drink. Because his father died, and every year they meet at a bar and they have a drink. Uh-huh. So they're sitting there at the bar and they're having a drink and they're reminiscing about their dad and everything. And at the same time, they're cutting to a fire that's breaking out of the warehouse. Oh wow! And it gives me goosebumps just talking about <laughs> it. It's so fucking fabulous. Yeah. So Dennis Quaid actually goes to the fire, mm-hmm. uh, and he realized because he was supposed to rescue somebody there, and he gets up, and you see the fire break out, and everyone's concerned. He goes up there, and every move he makes, he realizes, holy shit, this is when I'm supposed to die. So he grabs. Is this the one that had the effects with the roof was kind of like uh, no, that was falling uh, out. That was backdraft. Was that, that backdraft? Okay. Yeah. So he grabs this little. There's a girl on the fifth floor that he's got to get, and then he's at a crossroad, and he's looking down one hallway, and he's looking down another hallway. One hallway is covered in fire, the other one's covered in smoke, and he he gets halfway down the uh, hallway that he thinks to go to, and mm-hmm. he decides I'm gonna go the, go other, the way. other way. He goes the other way, and <clears throat> as Jim Caviezel is hitting glasses and everything, Jim Caviezel drops his glass in the future. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all these memories are coming back to him oh, because his dad shit. didn't die. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he ends up dying later on of like lung cancer or sure, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But up until the point, he doesn't realize what the hell is going on. And it smashes and Andre Brew is like, whoa, what's going on? And he looks at him, he says, my died, dad didn't die in a fire, did he? And just without missing a beat, he's yeah. like, he died of lung cancer, dude. He says, that's what we're here drinking about. Yeah. And everything. He's like, holy fuck, I just kept my dad from dying. That's So he awesome. can't wait to get back to the ham radio. Right. And he, he's talking to him and he says, he says, I can't believe it. He says, it, it worked. You saved my life. And he's like hugging his son and he's like, you don't understand. He says, like, this is a lot for me right now because I'm getting all these memories. I remember you not being there, but I remember you being there at the same time. Right. So they start being very liberal with what they're talking about. Oh, shit. And Dennis Quaid goes to that night after they get on the uh, off the ham radio. Mm. Dennis Quaid goes to the hospital to see his wife because he's so excited he should have died. No one knows about it but him. So right. he goes to uh, he goes to his wife and gives her a hug and everything. And all of a sudden, his wife realizes that one of the patients was given too much medication, and she she saved this patient's life. Oh wow! And uh, in the future, if Dennis Quaid was not going to be alive, his wife was not supposed to be at the hospital. His wife ends up saving the life of a serial killer, a serial killer that eventually kills her. So Jim Caviezel says, we did something. He calls his mom. Damn. He calls his mom and his we mom's took not there. Yeah, he calls yeah. his mom and his mom's not there. And he calls his dad. Something went wrong. You did something. Mom isn't here. Mm. Mom's dead. And, and Dennis Quaid's like, your mom just died? And he's like, no, no, we did something. What did you do? Damn. He says, well, all I did was go and uh, visit them. And they realize uh, soon that the serial killer that he is currently uh chasing in the future oh shit is killing in the past and one of the victims is his mom he sees it on his desk like andre Buer is like uh uh he's like you know this case more than anybody man and he right. goes through it and he sees his mom's picture and he's like holy oh, crap so he has to help his dad solve the crime in the past and he so he's like the first victim is Amy so-and-so. She's going to be at this bar, and she disappears at 2 a.m. So she's, he's sending Dennis Quaid out to the murder scenes to try to intercept who this guy is before he does the killing. But he, he hasn't gotten killing. to his mom yet. 
He hasn't gotten to his mom yet. Mm. So he's supposed to happen next week. So he's trying to keep these first couple people. Maybe they can capture him and it would can cure all of them from happening. Right, yeah. But uh, at the second bar, Slippery this guy slope, recognizes uh, this guy recognizes Dennis Quaid and comes in the bathroom and punches Dennis Quaid, grabs Dennis Quaid's wallet and pulls out his license and knows oh, where he lives now. Fuck. And then he's telling the Dennis you Quaid got, later on is telling this. this to Jim Caviezel and saying, He touched your wallet? He's like, Yeah, yeah, he touched my wallet. He's like, you got his prints. You got his prints, yeah. He's like, put it in the hope chest. Put it under the loose floorboard where no one can find it. And oh, he, he does shit. it, and literally that second, he Boom, runs it's over. There. He runs it's and there. it's there, and it's oh, in a baggie, and he's wow. got his prints, and he could go to the office and use it. The whole movie is filled with That's that awesome. types of stuff, man. Yeah. It was and very The ending is like mind-blowing. Really? Like you will not believe. Like it. Yeah, it sounds uh, like it. I, I've revealed a little up to the first 40 minutes, but that last 40 minutes, it goes next level where shit is disappearing and shit is appearing and you're like, holy crap, this is a next level time Make yourself a note. So, yeah, make, <laughs> this is definitely one that everyone needs to check out if you haven't seen Frequency. Check it out. So, yeah, that's it. That's exciting, man. You you want to mention a couple of your alternates? I have here? some I, alternates. He's chomping <laughs> I have one. Deja vu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Go ahead. What was yours? Uh, Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Interstellar. That was, that was a really I've never good seen movie. Interstellar. It was yeah. a really I know good. it's one of those movies that I haven't seen, but I know it's a it commitment. Gets, it gets it complicating, it too, especially towards the end. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What? It un- and it unfolds. It's it, it's worth the wait, I think. Yeah, you it know? is. Um, the... the <clears throat> Where they when they had to like when they had to like try to figure out what planet to go to, but the time it took to go down would be seventy years. Right. It's like every there was a lot of this time relativity. Yeah. Thing. yeah Christopher could, Nolan. So he's like someone of, sat in a space shuttle for twenty years waiting for them to come back, and they were gone a minute. Like you know? yeah, it was like four hours or something yeah. like that, or something. You know. So um, every minute you took longer on the surface, it take longer. It yeah. was very. Conf- but it was really good. It was really like good. it was one of those ones where like at the end. Everything made sense, yeah. you know well, what I mean. But it literally took that's what you want, good right? Yeah, it literally movie. took all the way to the end. You to know? Get it, yeah. Um Another one uh, that I really wanted to put on here, but there's no way to do it Not without spoiling it, yeah. it, is the arrival. <clears throat> and that's um, what I've heard from people too. I know Kevin Smith's a huge fan of this, and it said this movie affected him in a great deal. But he can't talk about it because yeah. it's it's yeah. really all what it is. And and it's a great director, the same guy who uh, directed Blade Runner 2049, Sicario, Prisoners, and now nice. he's doing the new Dune movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's the flavor of the month for sure. That one I was, I didn't. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to see it, you know. So I was yeah. kind of on the fence. I heard good things. I just haven't watched it. And yet. it was a little slow. And you know me, I, like I'm, I know, but I don't. Yeah. You know, got to stick with things. Man. But I'll yeah. tell you, this one's well worth yeah, it. Yeah. You know. Um, and because this one will probably never ever get another mention on the pod, I'm pretty never sure it's never. time. I'm pretty sure it's time travel related. Free Jack. Free Jack's great, man. Yeah, that might Emilio come up. Estevez. We do a '90s sci-fi or something. Oh, okay. Or, uh, Wasn't that time Free travel Jack. though? Uh, yeah, it was time when he travel. went through the wall. Hell yeah! Right? yeah. I'm surprised uh, nobody. Mick put, Jagger, man. I'm surprised yeah. nobody put Bill and Ted's on. I, yeah, it's, it's all my alternate. It's all no. Yeah. I had uh, the Time Machine, the uh, the early one, the one back with yeah, Rod yeah. Taylor. I love the original Time Machine, but I figured since I was doing H.G. Wells. Uh, in time after time, I could leave that one off, but that, that's a fabulous one. I hated the see, the remake with uh, Guy Pierce; it's just yeah. horrible. Mm. But the, the concept for that being that these like 
creatures and when he goes to the future that these creatures that are above ground and these creatures below ground and the creatures below ground will come up every once in a while and snatch the uh, perfect creatures from uh, from the top layer of the earth and huh. take them down and it was always a really exciting uh, movie to me and book I used to love it so I know I had other alternates on here you had a couple more oh know? I mean yeah definitely uh, um, there another couple ones uh, that I had uh, we already talked about Looper Looper, um, yeah, Looper's a great time a travel one. movie, man. Um, really good. I really liked Butterfly Effect. I hated Butterfly Effect. Really? really, I just don't like him, man. He just cannot play a serious role. Mm. I uh, you know, I, I actually, don't think I minded it. I think um, if he was, if it was a different actor in it, I think I would have been fine with it. I know a guy who was in that movie. Um, but you know Richard Gere. <laughs> no, <laughs> he wasn't um, that. Richard Gere wasn't in Butterfly. No, Effect? it's the moron. He was from, in Mothman. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mothman yeah, yeah. Prophecies. Okay. Um, That's yeah. what I'm getting. It's that one was Kelso. <laughs> what Kelso is? What's his name? Yeah, uh, it's uh, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Um, well, there's one scene where Ashton Kutcher's in a uh, fraternity, and he's like hazing, you know, the newcomers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's like spouting off the uh, the Greek alphabet, mm. and one of his fraternity brothers is there, like you know, kind of giving him shit because he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, that guy is from Gainesville. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, his name's Grant. He was actually on that ESPN like competition reality show. He was like he placed number two in that as well. Oh, I missed that one. I missed it. Yeah, the um, butterfly back dude. Yeah, and what else? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's about I, it. I, I'm a huge fan of just... Oh, Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. <laughs> I do Elliot. not leak Navigator. <laughs> you leak. <laughs> oh, man. I, I like high-concept sci-fi, and that's the great thing about time travel movies is it makes you think you kind of really have to be involved Inception's 100% not to be able to do it. Time Inception travel, kind of deals time with different slowage. things. I mean, it's dealing with, and almost dealing with false realities more than anything. I think because it's dealing with dreams and stuff, which is a whole another kind of subcategory we could go into in the future. Is dream movies dealing with dreams and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Even uh, the Minority Report could be dealing with that because it's almost like the Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, there's a bunch of dream ones we could do. We'll get sub sub categories. Was, in a couple <laughs> years was the cell kind of a dream thing? Yeah, yeah. He was out. He was catatonic. So she had to go into his kind of consciousness. Mm. Dreams, I guess. Is, yeah. Oh, so I love yeah, the cell. Man. We haven't one. talked. About My girl that, has yeah. problems with it. That scene with the yeah. horse. But when you go back and look at it, it's so fake looking. I said, I just love Vincent D'Onofrio going like next level. It's really cool. So yeah, that'll be it for this week. I think next week. Uh, I think we're going to do some uh, a comedy category. You think? I think. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, like nobody your... out there knows. He already knows what pod's next. <laughs> he knows what pod's next the week after that. I know. The week after that. <laughs> it's true. And then if you get a little further out there, then they get kind of swappable. But yeah. yeah, they get definitely swappable. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to deal with uh, favorite comedy scenes, you know, for specifically for different uh, films, man. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. Scenes that you just... You can't Fire watch it without tough. Like twenty or thirty years later, you still laugh just as hard yeah. uh, about it, man. I think it'll be uh, for me. My list came quick, uh, and I'll probably switch a couple around uh, before we actually come time to record. But man, there's some fun. Very stuff. first thing that pops into my head is Dumb and Dumber in the tuxedos when they're fighting with the canes, oh, yeah, yeah. and he just <laughs> slaps whips them on the, the back. Yeah. Of his it's knees. funny. I I originally had Dumb and Dumber on my list, and it was a different scene. It was the scene where right after Lloyd gets robbed. And they're arguing at the uh, thing where he's talking about our pets' heads are falling off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're just losing. I love that scene. Or where he's driving to the airport. That whole movie yeah, was one big comedy. So 
good. Scene, yeah. So. Yeah. And we could go on like once we reveal what our comedy scene from that movie, the rest of us can talk about yeah. what our famous sin. Fletch, scenes from Fletch that may is, make so. an appearance. Heck yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it could be a good one. So. River. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, we can always check us out. Uh, leave us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can check out our Twitter at Dupree Podcast, our Facebook page, Fascinate with Films, or you can get a hold of us through email at fascinatewithfilms at gmail.com. Yeah. So yeah. That'll be for next Saturday. We'll talk some comedy. Hopefully you'll go and check out some of these time travel movies. They're definitely uh, worth your time. No. So until next time. (laughs) Crickets right now. Put the crickets in. (laughs) I'll put the crickets in. (laughs) Damn it. I'm cricketing myself. The cricket, you guys. All right. Till next time. See ya. Peace. Bye. Get out of my chair.